Hey guys, you're about to listen to the PokeCast. Now, if you are one of those people who doesn't like spoilers, well, what is a spoiler for a Pokemon game anyway? Anyway, you might want to pass on the Heart Gold Soul Silver discussion. We go in depth and go into some of the secrets about the game. So enjoy the two-hour-long PokeCast. Hey, I'm Little Karibo, and I implore you to show me your news. Show me your news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's Show Me Your News! Welcome to Show Me Your News, episode 58. This is the long-awaited PokeCast. We've had the Panda Cast, but it's my show, and I like to talk about Pokemon. So, today is March 14th, and it's a very special day. It's Pie Day. Hopefully you've had a slice of pie and thought about math and thought about how many digits you can recite to celebrate. It's also uh, Mother's Day in Europe. And it's even Daylight Savings Time in America. And also in America is the release of Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. And so to celebrate it is the PokeCast. And once again, back from episode 56, we have Super and Tony TH. Say what's up, guys. Hey. What's up? It's great to have you back. We had some uh, pretty good chemistry going on in the air last time. So let's see if we can capture, uh, capture a spark in a bottle or whatever that phrases that i'm blanking on lightning in a bottle there you go i got spark in a bottle and spark spark is an electric pokemon attack which is fundamentally based on lightning Uh, we still got the segues there you go it it always always works out a couple of show me news uh, housekeeping things before we get going on this massive massive pokemon episode uh we've got the resurgathon contest ends in Two and a half weeks. Yeah. So go to the Show Me Your News forums and check out the fan creation sections. We've also got a video out on YouTube, youtube.com slash show me news explaining it. Basically, you make a YouTube video explaining your fandom or you know portraying your fandom to show me your news. And you just might be on episode 60 if you're a winner winner chicken dinner. So showmenews.com <laughs> slash forum to check out all that good information out. And also, i got to plug the airship, the major tournament that we had an episode based totally around last time. It's going to be in North Carolina in Raleigh on uh, July 22nd through the 25th. Show Me News is going to be there doing live episodes, commentary, and you guys are planning to go down there, aren't you? Yes. Very much so. I'm saving. We're, saving. Not, we're not quite sure how yet, but we're going to get there. One way or another. So, uh, the website for the airship is not up yet. It will be probably... Uh, no, I don't know if I can officially announce that yet. But anyway, go to Facebook and sh- search the airship. They do have a Facebook page, and also follow the airship on Twitter, and you'll get all that information there. Airship is following super on Twitter for whatever <laughs> yeah. reason. Hmm. I just checked my email, and it's starting starting to uh, follow me. So I guess it's Soviet Russia over here. I think it's because we got <laughs> we got. <laughs> I think we got this uh, the podcast plugged on there for the PokeCast because. The po- the uh, the airship will have a heart gold soul silver competitive event, 
and it'll be one of the uh, the first major ones of you know really anywhere in the country. So I think that's why, since we're going to be doing a competitive uh, tutorial later, let's go. Let's break down what we're going to be discussing. We're going to do a big Pokemon retrospective of all the games. We're going to try to you know touch on at least almost all the ones that we can name. We're gonna we're gonna try. So we're gonna do a, a little retrospective there. We're gonna talk about Heart Gold Soul Silver because that is out today. Some of us have it. Some of us don't for other reasons. And so we'll talk about what's different. we got to mention, if you're listening live in Stickham or if you're listening to the episode, if you're not a you know spoiler kind of person, we are going to be going into secrets about this game. But then again, you know, what is a spoiler in Pokemon? You know, who really knows? So we're going to be... Evil team. Yeah, who's those bad guys or <laughs> that guy at the end of the game? So we're going to be going into you know details about the story and some of the, the secrets about the game. So... If you don't want to spoil yourself, you know, just you you are forewarned. Um, and then we're going to be doing a competitive tutorial. Um, you know, something that all three of us have been learning about the past few weeks. And we're going to try to explain it for those who don't have any idea what natures are, what IVs are, what EVs are. No, they're not the, the Pokemon that branch out in many evolutions. You totally screwed up my joke for later, thank you. Oh, man. Sorry, well... <laughs> You got to talk these things out, man. I know, as you know, starting on that, and then we'll wrap it up with mail time. So on that foot, as I'm squandering jokes left and right, um, <laughs> let's talk about a, a Pokemon retrospective. There have been so many games, and before I do, I got to plug this guy's work, uh, Lord Philok, as he's known online, or my buddy Phil, that you know had many discussions with him. I've been trying to help him with this project for you know what I can, but he's been doing a just a tremendously huge Pokemon retrospective, more than just the games, talking about things like the movies, the Hasbro and Tomy toys, the manga, the cards, everything that you can even possibly consider about Pokemon. Um, on YouTube, it's PKMN Retrospective, but the thing is, you know, YouTube's being silly with Pokemon videos, so some of them have been t- taken down. So the main site you want to check out is Pokemon hyphen retro dot blip dot tv that's poken hyphen excuse me poken hyphen retro dot blip dot tv for the pokemon retrospective that uh lord philok is putting together it is amazing he puts a lot of time into it so if you're a poke fan of any sort go check it out so let's start with red blue and yellow and uh super actually was doing some streaming yeah. of pokemon yellow so Let's let's talk about you know the first generation and you know what it actually brought to the table as far as Pokemon. So you let's super let's talk about your experience recently while playing through Yellow. Well, first of all, well it brought everything to the table when it comes to Pokemon. But uh, I I recently streamed Yellow, yes, and uh, Tony joined me for the final uh, Elite Four. But one thing you got to remember is that Psychic is broken because of Special Type. Because uh, yep. the Special Type was not separated like it is today. Um, a lot of the a lot of the weaknesses weren't ironed out yet, which really threw me. And of course, there was a very little flying attacks. Like Gust was normal, mm-hmm. and Razor Wind was normal. It just drove me nuts the entire. <laughs> <laughs> it was they're fantastic games. And they really do age well. That's one thing I have to say about the games. They age well, even though they did get uh, revamps recently. When you get used to the newer conventions, though, you get a little screwed up. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's the thing. Like, I think if you get used to the newer games and then you go back to them, it's like it doesn't have this, it doesn't have this, and it's a little frustrating. And Magneton makes you angry because you can't melt him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And, uh, can you use uh, ground moves on him though? Because he has levitate yeah. in the newer games. Yeah, I kind of spammed dig on him. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Because he's a computer and he doesn't understand the concept of two turn attacks. <laughs> um, yeah, but psychics are you know definitely broken with uh, you know bug attacks are the only counter and there's you no know, very few of those. And um, in yellow, you don't even get a uh, bee drill. Mm, that's can't true. Catch a, you can't catch weedles, so you don't even get like a twin missile. I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, or twin needle. Lovely. Twin needle. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but even that, like you know, Ghastly Hauncha Gengar, the only ghost types also have the poison, so that actually makes them really weak to Psychic. I think that was like one of the worst decisions that they could have possibly made, was that if you add the, the poison subtype to the ghosts, that is totally removes it as a possible Psychic counter. Yeah. And um, what else from Yellow? I mean, the, the PC drove me up a wall. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Oh. Yeah, that's I was broadcasting. I wasn't recording, and I got up to Mewtwo. Mm-hmm. Used the ball. Oh, but it's but the box is full, guys. Exactly, and it doesn't have like the very simple, basic, you know, programming thing that like, if you know, box X is full, place it in box X plus one. Yeah, that's that's all you really kind of need to do. You forgot your master ball anyway. You weren't gonna catch it. I was totally gonna catch it. I had Psycho Wing with me. That guy, that guy sends him to sleep. Right. By the way, I had named all, I had nicknamed all of my Pokemon after Show Me Your News. Did you really? Yep. <laughs> I had, I had Yoko as Blastoise, Panda as Psycho Wing as uh, Butterfree, that absolutely raped everything. With freaking Psybeam. Yep. <laughs> Butterfree's pretty good at the start. At the start, it just owned everything through the entire game. Or if you meant at the start of the series, then I apologize. Well, I'm well not at the start of the anime, that's for sure, because he left part of the way through. But uh, um, all that, all that tur- turmoil he had upon the SSN, and then oh, there you go. There you go. Exactly. Maybe we'll see him again someday. Oh, maybe. No. Yeah, um, why not? <laughs> if he shows up. Like in a recent episode, I'd laugh. I would too. I, I totally agree. Like you know, red, blue, and yellow were a good start, and there are a lot of you know weaknesses. You know, no pun intended. When you look back on it, but um, <laughs> it, it was a, a great, a great starting point. That's for sure. And it, yeah, you, you have things like yeah, like people are mentioning in the chat. You know, feel free to recommend stuff in the chat on stickham.com/smyn. You know, people are mentioning the truck from SSN. Which is always I, I don't I don't get how like people can actually access that without like doing a walking through stuff cheat because you don't oh, have surf at that time I, you don't have strength at that time. Hey Yoko, I I know what you do. What you got to do? You gotta when you get the uh, cut, go fight a trainer and lose against them. You get sent all the way back to the Pokemon uh, Center, and the SSN never leaves. Interesting. Uh. Yeah. So. Well, that then, if you are awesome like me and you never lose, I never yeah. lose. <laughs> I, I, I had to look it up online to figure out how people were doing it. Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, I actually, I actually do lose in Pokemon Yellow. I always lose one fight. That's always the start, the starting fight because you have Wild Pikachu stats, and he has the starter EV stats, so he can rape you in two turns. Did you get the potion out of the computer? I did, but I wasn't expecting him to turn two kill me. No. <laughs> Safe states, dude. It was an emulator. <laughs> yeah, no John's there if it's an emulator. Well, I wasn't expecting to, you know, lose the first battle, but it happened, so I he was to totally try. he was he was totally safe stating before every thunder move. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's because that's because if I had that horrible, horrible four thunder misses after almost <laughs> ever missing it. That's just bad luck, right there. People are also mentioning rap combo. That's another bad thing that I cannot stand about Generation 1. Since rap, rap you know, sense. basically stops you from using any moves, if you are slower than your opponent using rap, you basically have to, like, bank on rap missing, which, you know, rarely happens, and you get zero to death. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't bind work like that, too? Yep. Bind is like that as well, yeah. But then again, like... That's most of the time it's Onyx, and you're not going to be slower than Onyx. Well, I, I know that there's a there's some sort of Pokemon south of Pallet Town that gets um fined. Oh, Tangela. Yeah. Tangela. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Um. So, anything else about Generation One? We're trying to just do this really quickly because there's so much to talk about in Heart Gold Soul Server. These guys are even looking at the outline, and it's just Generation One Fire or. Uh, Red and green in Japan, red and blue in America and other places. There mm-hmm. you go. Oh, Missingno, yeah. Missingno's oh, yeah. a classic. Um, you also got the, uh, also the high-level Pokemon on Cinnabar Island that are dependent on your trainer name. It's good times. Mm-hmm. I think when, I, when my name was like Peter, it was a 132 Snorlax. And when I did Yoko, it was a 176 Charizard. That new, like, fire spin slash flamethrower and wing attack, maybe? Huh. Yeah, I mean, just ridiculously good. Uh, so glitchy. And then there's the Mew trick. The Mew trick, which does actually legit work. Yeah. Um, and unlike Generation 2, this is a segue, by the way, guys. Oh. Safari Zone. The Safari Zone, yeah. The Which Safari generation? Zone was... I don't know. I, I don't like the whole, you know, use a, use mud and use a rock thing. Throw rocks at Pokemon. I don't think yeah. I ever caught a Chansey. No, Kangaskhan too. Kangaskhan was tricky. Usually I just kept throwing balls at them until one one day they, you know, get caught. Oh, it was rock and bait. Mud was in, like, Gen 3? Something? I guess they I saw WTF Pokemon knew not to throw rocks anymore. <laughs> if that reminds me of something a, a time from uh, Generation One, um, so what was it? Yeah, so I don't know. It reminds me of like people who are like, "No, I don't want to throw rocks at Pokemon because that's mean." <laughs> and it, so you know, when you go in the Pokedex in Generation One, you see all the options, and there was the option of cry. And, you know, of course, when you press on it, it's just like, you know, the the bit chip noise that it, you know, makes as the standard Pokemon sound. But when, you know, we were younger, like, you know, 10 years old, it's like, 
I don't want to make my Pokemon cry. <laughs> so I had a good vocabulary as a kid. Yeah. I think the audio is something to mention too, because they had unique cries for every single Pokemon somehow on that limited sound chip. But then they well, s- they still keep using it for the same. Like that's and it annoys me when like game reviewers still go like. Oh, but the fact that they still use those noises in a DS game is, you know, not good. Tisk tisk. And it's like iconic guys. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. Um so, I cringe every time I hear that Zubat cry to this day. <laughs> it's ingrained in every Pokemon user's mind ever. Yeah. I think he is like in the origin like the starting Pokedex in like every generation. Yep. It's freaking mm, just like that. Geodude too. <laughs> Geodude. Geodude. So yeah, let's let's continue that tangent that Super was going on to Generation Two. They fixed the stupid box thing. That was nice. Um, yeah. You obviously have Kanto, you know, Johto and Kanto, which is amazing. And yep. um, this is also the start of the legendary spam. This is true. Instead of just, you know, Zapdos, Moltres, Articuno, Mewtwo, you got the birds, Lugia and Ho-Oh, you got the dogs, Raikou, Entei, and Suicune. Celebi. Celebi's another one, yeah. Um, Is Jirachi a legendary? That's in three. Yeah. Uh, You got, you know, the day and night cycle, the clock, that was a big thing back in the day. It was a big thing until you could no longer save. (laughs) <laughs> well, then you just gotta make sure you have a, an internal, a good internal battery there. Um, dark and steel types are very important. Uh, dark being the counter to psychic. And, you know, of course, like the type changes to some attacks. Bite finally being a dark attack. Gust. That, that was another thing, yeah, Super, that just drove me up a wall. Gust was a normal attack. Yeah. It made no Seriously. sense. No sense. It definitely threw me when I was playing yellow. Mm-hmm. Because I was just wondering why I wasn't super affecting a lot of things that needed to be super affected. And then you'd get owned as a result. Yep. <laughs> um, but then you've also have holding items. Berries. I never used. What? I never used it because I never... I never... They never used it, and I... Like, later down the line, I learned to use berries. I mean, I was... Then I kind of nodded my head and went, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that <laughs> would have been important. Yeah, it would have been important to, like, actually use it back in the day. But that's part of the thing, too. Like, when you get older and, like, you're still a Pokemon fan, like, you just know more about the game and gaming in general, so you can just play smarter. That's another benefit to us being old fogies and still playing Pokemon. <laughs> When I was a kid, I only I didn't have the internet, and I was going off all the knowledge based on the show, which is not a very good idea. Arbok evolves into the Viper. <laughs> Trainers, which of these Pokemon evolves into the Viper? <laughs> if you picked Arbok, you were right. Um, what else? Yeah, breeding. Breeding is so so big, especially you know we'll talk about it later with the the competitive tutorial. But if breeding never happened, if you know, eggs never happened. Then Ditto wouldn't be used for sex. Yes. And eventually, hot skitty on Wailord action. Ah, uh, yes. Uh. <laughs> um. <but> yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do you guys remember Pika Blue? 
Yep. Pika Blue was good times. I don't know what you're talking about. Pika Blue was like the fan made the fan name for when Generation Two was uh was being teased. I think it was. Uh, I'm correct. It was the uh, what Meryl was yeah. mentioning. People thought it was like oh a different evolution of Pikachu, and I guess you can kind of see it because Meryl is a little different, but kind of similar to Pikachu. But they're like Pika Blue. <laughs> And then uh, was like Ampharos, uh, Hoot Hoot, uh, Snubble. Ah, uh, Snubble. Just like the promotional <laughs> ones that were, you know, being, you know, shown before the game. Sloking, yeah, another one. Don Fan, yep, yep, absolutely. So it makes you think now, like with Generation Five, it's like you know, Zorua and Zoroark, you know. I remember going to see uh, that first movie and Don Fan was in it, and I'm like, I was so used to naming all the Pokemon, and that came out, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> You and all the other kids in the movie theater, right? Yep. <laughs> it's Pikachu! I remember going for those movies and, like, getting those rare cards. Like, that's what everyone was there for, really, for some of them. Oh, yeah, the, the, Mewtwo, the Mew Egyptian one? Yeah, the ancient Mew and the uh, the alternate Pikachu. <laughs> Snorlax owns you! <laughs> what a good video. <laughs> and then you had... Uh, I think they gave away chips, too, didn't they? Um, maybe? Yeah, I got a chip movie. somewhere. I, I kind of liked the third movie, I have to admit. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time, though, so I might not have a change of opinion, but I just remember the uh, Entei, I think the Entei was voiced by Dan Green. Yeah, that was the third one. Oh, God. And 2000 was, I think, probably the best one, but it has been a while since I've seen 2000. But yeah, <laughs> Dan Green is Entei. Epic. Um, anything else from Gold, Silver, and Crystal? Crystal, you had the, you know, the Suicune arc, which First does carry choose, over. Uh, gender. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Female Crystal. trainer. Female trainer, and I think her name was Chris. Her, her name was Chris. Yes. And I don't know why they didn't bring her back for Heart Gold, Soul, Silver, but I really they, wish they did. There's a girl in there. There's a girl. Her name is Lyra. Oh. I uh, got an email from her in the very beginning. She's just like, adventure, fun, I love Pokemon. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, it makes you th- think like, but if you've seen like an image of how they've changed the original gold to Ethan, like all the different changes they've made, it's like, yeah, I guess they had to update and make some changes to the girl too. I know, yeah. but they, they made her iconic blue hair. Brown. It made her ugly. People can't have blue hair, Super. That's crazy. Oh my god, blue hair! People catch catch monsters and put them in little balls and hold them on their belt. And have, you know, cockfights with them, basically. Yeah, blue hair, that's that's just stupid. Yeah. You know what's stupider? Blue hedgehogs. Oh, blue hedgehogs. Oh, man. So then we got into Generation 3 with Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, and then Fire Red Leaf Green's another thing we can touch on a little bit because it was like red, blue, yellow, but with Gen 3 physics, plus, or not physics, not <laughs> physics at all, gameplay mechanics. Yeah. Um, those, those jumping physics, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Generation 3 was basically they yeah. called it a revamp and a total reimagination of the Pokemon 
franchise, and if you ask a lot of true fans, like, it was for the worst. Did a lot of, a lot of things wrong. Got rid of the day-to-night system, which was the worst idea they could do. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. They added weather, though. Yeah, well, if you ask some people, that was also a bad idea. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that bothers me. It's true that they did add uh, natures, and it did pave the way for a lot of the, you know, the competitive stuff today, but that's only a drop in the bucket. I mean, contests? Really? Contests? I mean, there is one thing to say for the female demographic of Pokemon players, but if you're going to do that, make it relevant and important, because you can totally skip contests and not have them be integral to the story. If you do contests, you don't progress in the badges, and that's the important part of the game. Mm-hmm. So at so least, my, if you're going to do contests, make it relevant. So my Luxray at Airship isn't going to do a little better because it's got a little extra sheen? Ooh, because it's so beautiful? Yeah. You gave it Pokeblocks, which turned to Puffins? I don't understand that entire <laughs> system. Yeah, well, <laughs> you don't really need to, because it's girly. Meh. Yeah. Yeah. I really tried to use that stuff so I could get into the uh, rare berry in the fourth gen, the rare berry patch at the behind of the place in the Pokemon Frontier mm-hmm. in the resort area. You had to have like a bunch of bad, a uh, bunch of ribbons on it. Oh yeah. I got about five sheen on my Charizard. Cricket. <laughs> exactly. Because like that's the only benefit. I know, yeah, they're like the super contests in Diamond and Pro, which are equally dumb. But um let's see, legendaries you had uh Groudon and Kyogre and Rayquaza Rayquaza, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I hear it pronounced both ways. See, I always called it Kyogre and then like they actually went and said, like, Kyogre, and it's like, well, that's, I guess, the Japanese one, but what? <laughs> it's Kyogre, because that's the American way of saying it. Yeah. Um, had Jirachi, you had Deoxys. Um, uh, Roselia? The Reggies, yeah. You always keep forgetting about the Reggies, but <laughs> I guess they were kind of important. Um, there, there was, like, like I said, start of... Uh, Legendary spam. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Latios, oh, Latios. Latios. Latios, yep, yep. Um, those That's crazy ones. Hey, look at all of my legendaries that you will probably catch, which shouldn't make them legendary at all. Mm-hmm. What's up with the story in Ruby and Sapphire? You said they revamped. Did they, like, try to do something over or something? They, they ditched Team Rocket. They went with Aqua and Magma. and Which were lame. Because, like, then an emerald, like, they were both evil? That was silly. Because, um, you know, the ruby and sapphire, like, one of them was good and helping you, and the other one was the evil one. So then in ruby, you had, like, a drought because, you know, land needed to be expanded for people to live on, and then in sapphire, it was, you know, a flood and constant rain. For Pokemans. <laughs> I mean... That sounds very weird. But at least I, I I liked Emerald the most though because they were both evil because then I was just beating everyone in the face. Yeah. And I point because I then I was pointing at a bunch of older adults as this little ten year old kid just saying I can take you all on. 
You know what was the, re- the really annoying part of Generation 3? Was Wally. Yeah. Any- yeah, anyone who knows like what I'm talking about or has played those games knows that Wally was so terribly annoying. He was the kid in Verdant Turf who you had to catch the Ralts for him. And he was like, eh, I'm weak and my parents want me to be stronger and all that, yeah. And mountain air is good for me. And then I'm going to <laughs> pop up at the last second in Victory Road when they're all weak. Exactly. With I don't a bunch know. of strong Pokemon, and then you'll sweep me with one Pokemon. He sounds like an amazing character. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> he looks like a weak chump. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah Barry if Yoko kinda... ran into him, he'd turn him upside down and take his lunch money. There you go. <laughs> Even though I'm like absolutely not the bully type, I would make an exception for Wally. <laughs> well, you could just battle him and then take half his money. There you go. <laughs> Wally. Um, Wally. Yeah. <laughs> this, this episode's just going to be just, just going to be Wally from now on. There you go. Um, oh, that was the big thing. Thank you for uh, Death Shinta in the Stickham chat. Yep. Double battles. Hardcore. Oh, yeah. Which, I'm gonna, we'll, we'll talk about like games like Coliseum later, but you shouldn't be forced to only do double battles. It's nice to spruce it up every once in a while, but it's pokemon y mono if you ask me. That's how it's really got to go down. It's a I neat really dynamic, love, but... I really love the double battles, but I really didn't like that in Gen 4, they, they made Surf only attack your buddy as well. Yeah. I, I, like, I would agree. I, I, I get it. I get it. But then you've got, you've got to think, like, why aren't you getting hurt then by your own attack? Like, discharging on too? it. Because yeah. <laughs> you're surfing on it, then, you know, give your buddy a hand. Earthquake hurts your friend, too. So I had, like, Charizard next to him, so he didn't get hurt because he had Levitate. Yeah, oh, Charizard doesn't have Levitate. He has, he's a flying type. Yeah. Part yeah, flying, oh. so... <laughs> But yeah, if you have things like, you know, a ghost which has levitate, yeah, that's an easy way no, around he, it. No, Charizard just floats because he's awesome. <laughs> oh, Charizard floating! <laughs> but yeah, you know, the weather made a difference with, you know, concepts like, you know, sunny day, which causes, you know, the sun to come out, and then solar beam doesn't have to charge. Or I, I will say that even though I was really disliking weather, because at, at the end of every turn it always did, it's still raining! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're making my battles last twice as long for no reason. I realize sandstorm, sandstorm. Oh, yeah. But I then I found out uh, during Gen Four that the weather actually affects things a lot more than I thought. Right. Like uh, I, I just thought it's like, oh, this is happening. That means water moves are stronger, or this is happening. Uh, fire moves are stronger. No, it was the solar beam, it was synthesis, it was thunder always hitting, it was right. it was a lot of things. So yeah, it was it, it was kind of important, but like just so many blah things about generation three. And plus like when you go back and play it and you see like the difference between that and Gen four <laughs> I don't know, like it's I'm trying to think of, like, which is more impressive, like, from the Game Boy to Game Boy Advance or Game Boy Advance to DS, because I'd almost say, like, with the way that the world moves in the DS and Gen 4 games, it's almost a more impressive upgrade <laughs> yeah. than uh, from 
you know, Gen one or Gen two to Gen three. Yeah. The only thing that they need to do now is give their Pokemon animations and not just two sprites and stretch and skew all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot to ask, though. Yeah, but they have a lot of time. So let's go into Gen 4 now. And um, the biggest thing... Couldn't think of a clever, yeah. of a clever se- segue? Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> this is what so Gen like, 4, guys, yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, obviously, the biggest thing is the physical and special attack split. You had, you know, before... Certain attacks, like, you know, or types, like electric, or fire, or water, would always be physical and special attack. No, they always, excuse me, special attacks, no matter what. And moves like, um, what was it, bug, fighting, ground, rock, always be physical and, you know, focus on the attack stat. And, you know, when you finally have moves in the type that split between physical and special, that's a big difference. That's a really big difference. Um, and a really welcome one. Absolutely. Oh, we didn't even mention in Gen 2 the split of special into special attack and defense. Oh. Which is uh, really important. It is. I did pre-show, I think. Yeah, maybe. No, I, I did it during my Pokemon Yellow. Yeah. Spiel. Yesterday when like 10 people were there, you missed it. <laughs> but yeah, so that was like the big thing in uh, Diamond and Pearl. And... The, uh, the next world for Sinnoh, and what else did it actually do? I'm trying to think. You know, I'm, it did I'm going... everything right. It brought back Day to Night. Yeah, it did bring back Day to Night. Um, it brought back all the cool stuff and just meshed it together. Mm-hmm. Online, yeah. Online is the big thing, you know. Wi-Fi and online trading. The global trading service and the Poket. Yeah, sure. Um... And yeah, the the whole online thing really allows for, you know, something that I, you know, just jumped into the past couple of weeks is the, you know, the event Pokemon that are available. You don't have to, like, go and have, you know, someone connect and make some sort of wire transaction. You just go, and if it's there in a store, just hop on their, their wireless network and get it and get it and get out. It's Can I, can I has Jirachi? <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, I felt like like I'd never gotten an event Pokemon before, and so when Jirachi was out, uh, you know, past couple weeks, I went to GameStop back home, and I was like, I was like asking the guy at the front, you know, I was like, how do you do this? And he's just like, oh, you can just start your game and do mystery gifts. It's like, oh, that's it, really? <laughs> so I didn't have to talk to you. It, was, it kind of made me feel silly. <laughs> I I didn't have to talk to another person. I didn't have to be social. <laughs> well, because I was like, I was waiting for like the old lady who was buying Spongebob Squarepants for the Wii to leave. She was wasting her money and spending $50 on a game that was just total junk. Just yeah. waiting for her to leave so like no one else would be in the store. <laughs> I-, I feel you because I had to wait to pick up my game and someone traded in 20 games prior to that for the yeah. 50% pre-order bonus. Yeah. yeah. It's still not enough money they should be getting. <laughs> But yeah, you needed the Jirachi, which has a Draco Meteor to transfer over to Heart Gold Soul Silver, and you know it unlocks a Pokewalker course. And right now, even which uh, someone from Show Me Your News helped me help point out, maybe it was Psycho Wing. I really can't remember who. Um, that you can just go if you have any wireless internet connection, you connect to it, and then you go on Nintendo's Wi-Fi connection, and mystery gift to that, and you get the. Pikachu-colored Pichu, which is technically a shiny Pichu. Then you'll transfer that over, bring it to the Alex Forest, 
and you will get the notch-eared Pikachu or Pichu. Excuse me. What happens if you evolve those? You can't. You can evolve the Pikachu-colored Pichu, and it'll still be recognized. But when you get the notch-eared Pikachu, you cannot evolve that. Pichu. Excuse me, Pichu. That extra syllable screwing me up. God. Does it get hurt every time it attacks in the... Because there was no excuse for that melee. That pissed me off. <laughs> no, it's not like that in uh, in the actual games. That's just some that was, silly melee thing. That was a bad idea. It was. <laughs> it really was. I think it was the character in general was a bad idea, but... <laughs> we'll, we'll move on from that. Indeed. So... <laughs> who, who, ta- who talks about Smash on this show, anyway? <laughs> I know, Really? So there were a lot of different uh, Pokemon games. We'll you know, whip right through them. And any good fond memories we have? Uh, Stadium was a big one. Stadium and Stadium Two. Right. Um, we were talking about this the other night. Do you remember the little mini games you play? Yes, the lick a tongue, awesome. and you had to go around and eat certain eat things. And uh, it was wasabi that like made it go all crazy, but no one knew what <laughs> it actually was. <laughs> you were Metapod and you were a Kakuna and they threw rocks at you and you had to harden precisely Metapod. at the moment they hit you. He was hardened. Maximum hardness, Metapod. <laughs> um, that was an awesome battle, Metapod versus Metapod. So intense. And then, like, the, uh, you know, Lord Philok mentions this in his Pokemon retrospective, how, you know, the when you connect, uh, you know, two Game Boys to battle it out, like, the best and only uh, stadium that they give you is just, like, a field to duke yeah. it out on with your friends. Not, like, an epic stadium. Oh, no. It's just a, a field with a fence. That's all there is. <laughs> you two doesn't look very fitting there. True. Very true. Um, you had Snap, which is one of the greater 64 games of all time, yeah. and it is starving for a Wii sequel. I don't know oh, why. Aw, Snap. <laughs> oh man, Badunch. <laughs> that oh, game that was just so bad. short, though. It's like an that hour and a half short, to still beat it. Fantastic. Really. You have all those. You like you throw the apples, and then or like you like hit the Magikarp into the waterfall, and then all come the Gyarados. Yeah, yeah. All all that great stuff. Leading the Pikachu to the surfboard with the apples. Right, right. You had the the signs. Which were yeah. kind of silly. Um, signs, pester balls, and apples, and poke flow. Oh my! Once you got like the was it the the dash engine that was like the yeah. best part of the game because like you can just like skip mm-hmm. stuff. Skip all the crap you don't need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's oh, definitely the too. toughest to get a uh, flying Pichu though. Because like. What's the trick to getting Mew? I can never pull that off. You gotta get all the Pokemon signs, and then it unlocks Rainbow Cloud. And so Mew starts, and you have to hit him with Pester Balls, I want to say, to try to break him out of his shell. And Uh, then when he's, like, chasing his shield, you have to hit him with another Pester Ball. Then you can use Apples while he's in that weakened state to get closer to get the shot, because otherwise, if you try to do that, you know, any other time, it's... He like puts up a shine and you can't really take a good picture. Yeah. yeah. So He's many good boss. tricks to that game. So many good tricks. I just love how involved it was. Mm-hmm. Everything took a thought process. Very true. And you had like the the blockbuster stations that you could bring your cartridge to 
print out little stickers of your uh, your pictures oh, back yes. in the day. I don't know anyone who did that, but it was there. <laughs> it certainly was. There was also a game that I personally love, Pokemon Pinball. And uh, it's um, Ruby and Sapphire Branshaw uh, sequel sort of thing. But the original is the best by far. Um, you think of like the the Diglett stages, the you know, Gastly and Gengar and Seal and Meowth and the Mewtwo stage. Mewtwo stage was amazing. Just saying. And uh, I think one of my you know, most favorite moments of like playing a Pokemon game, any Pokemon game, when you're older and you actually know better, is um, when you're playing on the blue field in the original Pokemon Pinball, and you um, catch or evolve a Pokemon. The music is a remix of the original Japanese anime theme. Oh. It's one of those mind blowing things when you actually get the connection. It's like, oh snap, Pokemon Ghetto Daze. I never played pinball myself, but I've always wanted to. Mm-hmm. I've held it in my hands quite a few times. It's just like, eh, I'm not big into these pinball games. I'm not either. That was a big deal because it actually had a rumble pack on its Game Boy cartridge mm-hmm. that took one AAA battery. Didn't they do yeah. a Kirby game like that too? I think so, yeah. It was like Kirby. rumble... Yeah. yeah, I think they did. That may have, Was that for GBA, though? Rolling Rumble? Sh- no, it was a Game Boy Color game. Okay. I'm Tilt not sure. and Tumble. Tilt and yeah, Tumble. Yeah, that's right. It. Yep. It was you also, for the Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. You also had Puzzle League for the N64 and Puzzle Challenge for the Game Boy Color. Where picking your Pokemon had no effect on the game, but... <laughs> Just to watching their, Yoko play that, and he was picking type weaknesses for no reason. Yeah, well, I know it doesn't it make a counts, difference. It counts, it. <laughs> Be like, ha, Bugsy, I own your Kakuna with Cyndaquil. Boop, 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 boop. The, the main difference, it was just totally different how you played those two games because Puzzle League was all based on, you know, how high was your opponent's block, you could see their strategy. And, like, Puzzle Challenge was a life bar and you had to take their word for it. And so I thought that sometimes, you know, the Elite Four and Puzzle Challenge was cheating. They had to be <laughs> cheating because some of the stuff they were pulling off was just too ridiculous. And you, They're the you, Elite Four. Well, there's no proof. So <laughs> what could you do? One thing I'm not seeing on your outline is uh, Hey You Pikachu. Well, it's because I... It was just one of those really niche games that, like... Good on you, Yoko. <laughs> not many people I, played. Hey, I have it. I use it to keep my window cracked. There you go. What? Oh, yeah. yeah this uh, I, I, I remember I couldn't play it anymore because my uh, my dad took away the microphone because he wanted to use it for the computer. I never saw it again. I couldn't, I couldn't play it anymore because I started cursing into it because he would never do what I'd want him to do. <laughs> I hate it when like he like steals your like talking thing and you have to use a megaphone. I know! <laughs> the game sucks! <laughs> They also came out with like the, the Pikachu themed N sixty four, right? Yeah, yeah. And then all... you turned it on, Pikachu's cheeks like lit up. Oh, yeah, that was a very yeah system. I didn't notice that. I missed out on that one. The trading card game though was the bomb diggity. 
depends on who you ask. A lot of people are really sour over the fact that, uh, like, I think anything before, anything before, like, the rocket, the rocket set that came out, mm-hmm. is no longer available for tournaments and all that. Right. You can't use it, and that's when that was when the trading card game was really hot, and crazy, and everyone wanted Charizard. I don't know, I kind of like that. that I kind of like that the original had just, you know, base, jungle, and fossil. Like, yeah. keeping it easy, those were like, it seemed balanced almost in a way. Yeah. Like, there was no real strategy that was just too over... Now you see, like, cards these days, it's just like, 150 HP and this attack does 80 with one energy, and it's like, really? What? Although, so it's oh, just oh. like dual monsters. <laughs> So it's just like normal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you can't, and then you have uh, what was it? <clears throat> Ho- the legendary cards are like split in two now. I think. Yeah. You can't put it in unless you have both cards. I kind of gave up like once they did like the e-reader cards. <laughs> I gave oh, up. Oh yeah, that stuff was silly. Oh, I got a binder full of my old cards still though somewhere. Yeah. I have an e-reader Blastoise yeah. somewhere, but I picked that up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Can't remember. I didn't actually buy it. That was back, though, when this stuff was just insanely popular and kids were buying anything with Pikachu on it. This is true. This is. Very I know true. I was. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you like yellow. Yeah. Like, the trading card game was just, like, the perfect simulator for, like, actual decks back in the day. And I know a friend who has, like, this ridiculous deck with just all it has are like Hitmonchan's, Electabuzz's and uh, Scyther's. Like that's all it has. It splits up the uh, he splits up the energies and trainers are just a bunch of energy removals. It's and it's like a ridiculous deck. I have a friend with a deck with a turn two Zapdos kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Oh. Good stuff. The old, the old trading card game. I don't even think I played the game. I think I just collected them just because oh. they were nice. Dude, you gotta try the game. The the game is epic. You gotta get the uh, face the grand masters and get the legendary cards that are just god awful. <laughs> Why would you want those legendary cards? Because they're no good. Yeah. The thing that they, <laughs> the thing they also did in that game was just like they had a lot of like random attacks. Like, you'd attack, and it was just like, oh, it would be random 20 damage on the bench. And, and that was, like, what one like of the legendary jolt. cards is totally based off of. And then Pikachu had totally made-up attacks. Thunder Jolt. Yeah. It's not like they didn't have moves to rip off of or anything. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, Coliseum was one that was right around Generation 3. And, I don't know. I like Colosseum, but at the same time, I really don't like Colosseum. Because the idea of the shadow Pokemon and purifying their heart is just too cheesy. I thought thought that was was... XD. Yeah. I was in both Colosseum and in XD. Oh, okay. Yeah. XD makes me laugh every time. Yeah. (laughs) See, but at least Colosseum's protagonist was way, way, way cooler than XD's protagonist. There's no question. Because, like, in Colosseum... You are a badass of, you know, a member of, like, Team Cypher who has stolen the stealing machine. And you ride on a motorcycle, like, <laughs> plus, plus, I'm, your sidekick is cute. Game over. 
Eh, if you have a cute sidekick, you don't need anything else. Exactly. Uh, you had, you know, classic villains like Mirror B and uh, the classic admin battle music. One of the best music samples, period. The, it was the admin battle. Mm. Um, I, need to read, I need to go on YouTube and listen to that. Me exactly. too. Also, I hunted I, down, I hunted down, I hunted down the Mewtwo battle theme from Stadium because I freaking love that. I forgot all about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so long since I played these games. I need to like find them and dust them off. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what else? Yeah, Mirror Bee's theme is also a classic. Salsa, avocado. <laughs> it sounds like avocado. I don't care what anyone else says. Um. And oh, there's not a, oh yeah, so the double battles. You only oh, right. had double battles in Coliseum and XD, and it just made like leveling up so ridiculous. I remember when I the main run I did in Coliseum before, quote unquote, I used a action replay for GameCube. Was like I barely beat the final boss, which you thought was the final boss, and then it's like surprise, this is the real final boss, and all his Pokemon are ten levels higher, and it's just like, damn it. <laughs> this is so, I'm gonna come back later. <laughs> and it's not like you like just go back and raise. Just raising was so immensely difficult in college. Yoko blacked out. <laughs> no, it's whited out now. Jeez. Yeah. Well, that's racist. <laughs> so then we have the other games that I know nothing about because this is where the spinoffs start to get stupid. Dash and Trozai. What, what, I don't even what know a, what that is. Yeah, Pokemon Dash and Pokemon Troze. All I remember for Troze is like the little ad campaign that it did is like Pokemon Troze. Something, something. I played Dash. I'm sad that I did. Yeah. Um, it just was f- not fun. All I have to say is that they're bad. Four in a row and you're good to go. Thank you, Water Tales. <laughs> <laughs> That was the the missing lyric. Then you also have Mystery Dungeon. Bad. Which I suppose some people like. I don't like it, but some people do. See, if they like Mystery Dungeon, they're like 10 years old and have never played the original games. Yeah, that's about right. It's the same thing with Ranger. Like, they're happy people. Mystery Dungeon <laughs> and Ranger, they keep making games for... And yeah, the only reason, like Star King on um, Stickham is pointing out, the only reason you get Ranger is for the Manaphy egg. That you breed oh, with Ditto yeah. to get Fioni. I mean, that's, this that's is, it. This is another random little smash tangent, but has anyone ever seen Manaphy in Brawl? Because I never saw that thing. Maybe once, and it was like an extreme rarity. I didn't see it, but I knew a guy who saw it. <laughs> or, um, <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew a guy who saw that thing. <laughs> uh, but he was outside of its range, so it just appeared and disappeared. Gone. Mm. Wow. Disappointing. But yeah, oh, those man. games are bad, and it just shows you, like, maybe it's just because we were so crazy about Pokemon back in the day, and we still look at these games with, like, fond memories, but then, like, now these current ones are just, why are they just so bad? I don't know. Um, Pokemon Rumble. That one, that one must have just flopped, because, like, no one... Hardly anyone remembers Pokemon Rumble. I don't even know what it existed. What is Pokemon Rumble? Uh-huh. Isn't that the fighting game or something? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think so. That That's really new, isn't it? It's a WiiWare game. Yeah, 
So it is really, and then you know, Pokemon I Farm. Tried this. They got Pokemon Farm, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Pokemon like, Farm doesn't that have like the weird body types for everything? I think so. Yeah, it's kind of scary. I'm gonna lie. Got this little this little thing with Entei's head running around. <laughs> <laughs> is it voiced by Dan Green? If it was, I'd buy it. Uh, it should be. Yugi. <laughs> no. Have you ever seen like have you ever seen Yu-Gi-Oh like mashup videos where it's just like, oh no, and like oh no, and what other things does Yugi constantly say? Um. You fool! Super special awesome! Wait. <laughs> That's a different option there. Use the Celtic Guardian! <laughs> it is your destiny! Yeah, your finish is another one. Oh no, you're finished! Oh, I remember that one. Hi, Bob! <laughs> um, yeah. Oh no, oh no, you're finished, you're finished, you're finished! Oh no! <laughs> oh no, that that was an entertaining video until you realized it, that was it was all true and that was all what that show died. is and we loved it so much. <laughs> well, you get a podcast next week. <laughs> so, Heart Gold, Soul Silver. If you don't want to be spoiled again, like what is a spoiler for a Pokemon game? You might want to stop listening at this point. Skip. Oh, I don't know. However far in advance, because we've got. Let's see how many things are on this outline. Like, 14 or 15 things to talk about with this game. Yeah, so, man. the Pokewalker. Tony, you have the game. I We should explain. I got a... Um, you know, my brother pre-ordered the game for me as part of my birthday present. Again, I'm getting Soul Silver, And, you know, we got it through GameStop online. And, of course... Nintendo likes to release their AAA games on a Sunday. Which, that's a rant, another rant for another time, why they have to change that. But, uh, so yeah, I'm Are getting the game tomorrow. Are we going to rant about the shipping now? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting the game tomorrow because you don't get post or shipping on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And plus, they had, like, you know, overnight shipping too, so, like, all that money that goes into shipping, it's worthless. Because the game is right now 25 minutes away from me. Yesterday, it got there at 7 a.m. It's been sitting there, and it's not moving. And I want to get it, but it's at a UPS shipping point. UPS sucks. I mean, I work there. But if you pay for that shipping and you're you're paid to get it on that day, you're getting it on that day. FedEx might move it a little quicker, but it's not UPS. Nope. You're fired. Uh, And I got Union, man. I'm good. Oh, okay. Super's got broke, John's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so... That Tony, now. I'm going to go in my corner. <laughs> so, Tony, you have the game. Which one do you have? Uh, Soul Silver. The best one. And you have... By the, the way, the box is freaking nice. Is it really? It didn't... It, you get the, you know, standard DS box that you get with all the games, but it came in this bigger box with the Pokewalker in it, and it's really shiny and nice. Hmm. He played See, with the box longer than he has the game. <laughs> Someone yelled, "Yes, it is in the chat." So, so you get you know the Poke Walker, which is like one of the big selling points about this game. You know, reviewers are loving the Poke Walker. You know, you got IGN and they're just eating it up. 
Like it's like it's the reason you know why you want to come back to it because the Pokewalker isn't like the newest technology, but it's you know it's a, good a great integration. And so, have you tried using true. the Pokewalker yet, Tony? No, it confuses me. I need to read the instructions. That's what instructions are for. Dude, I am sleepy, and, like, I was going to ask you how it worked, but you don't have it, so... <laughs> so you have sleep, Johns. Transfer your Pokemon, put it on your dryer while it's running, walk away, come back later. Where's the instructions? Uh, I don't know how... To... It, 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 does, it does have a little thing about the washer on the picture. <laughs> Just don't put it in the washer, you mean? Or? <laughs> yeah. it, says, it says, do not wash... Oh. Do not immerse the Pokewalker accessory in liquid. <laughs> liquid nope. and liquid. Be sure to check your clothes before laundering. Be sure and remove the Pokewalker from your clothes when not playing the game. <laughs> wow. But uh, I'm yeah, I, this out now. <laughs> I think that before you actually like, you know, press continue or whatever from the title screen, like there's an option like, you know, connect with Pokewalker and you'd have, you know, You'd be able to transfer someone in your party and that kind of thing. But the Pokewalker is cool because you have different stages. You can unlock different stages based on how many watts or steps that you do. And um, apparently the step to experience ratio is not that good, which is a shame. But um, you can get, you know, there are certain Pokemon that are Pokewalker exclusive, which is kind of a cool thing. Really? I didn't know that. No, I did not. And so that's you know the point of getting the Jirachi is that you unlock the uh, the night sky sort of uh, course, which you know doesn't have anything particularly special, but it's you know one of those things that you can't really fake. You can't fake an event Pokemon, and so there you'll have it. Um, English Pokemon directions. Is, yeah. <laughs> or still just, looking. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty big. Probably multiple languages in those directions. Yeah. I'm sure that you can unlock the stage question from the chat. Um, if you can unlock all the stages in one go or only one at a time from Food Cheese, um, I think it's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if it's you know one at a time because it's like several thousand watts or several thousand steps that it takes to, uh, you know, was it unlock uh, one stage? And I think like Yeesh. the top one is like. I don't quote me on this, but maybe like ten or a hundred thousand steps for like the top one. It's insane. I got to get a treadmill. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. And Pokemon's get someone gonna... to walk on it for me. <laughs> Pokemon's gonna get more people on into fitness than we fit ever will. <laughs> Damn it! That's just the cool thing is that you know it's something to do outside of the game, so you don't have to carry a pink DS in my case, but you can have it on with the sound off in your pocket. Yeah, it's fat in my case. <laughs> That's all that matters. So the other big selling point of Heart Gold Soul Silver is that for the first time since Pokemon Yellow, the first oh. Pokemon in your party, and this is for all Pokemon, not just Pikachu, walk behind you. You can check um, their mood and all that stuff. It's so cool. It shiny carries over, and you know some of the size also carries over. It's pretty well thought out. Like, I was walking in the edge of wild water, uh, edge of this little river, and, like, my feet were getting wet, and I turned around and looked at Cyndaquil, and he wasn't too happy about it. Hmm. (laughs) Uh, I'm probably still going to have Pikachu follow me. 
Yeah. Raichu. <laughs> or Raichu and Yoko's case. Raichu, use Thunderbolt. <laughs> Raichu, shut it down. Raichu, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, there's other memorable Pokemon quotes like Pikachu, aim for the horn. <laughs> Thunder Armor. Oh, God, Thunder Armor. I remember I saw that video and I was just like, what? <laughs> Oh, that's true. Watertails is mentioning that, you know, in Amity Square, you know, you had some, you know, specific Pokemon follow you. But this is everyone. Everybody. And and it's everywhere. Everybody and everywhere, exactly. Except we're in some buildings. That's what I was, some little random NPC told me that. It's also cool to note, like, you can hear the footsteps if, like, the music's quiet enough. Yeah, I noticed that. It echoes in the caves and all that. Pretty I did notice cool. that. Pretty cool. Um, the menu system is also different. Tony, you ex- you know experienced this with the uh, the running shoes and all that, and how was the uh, the, me- the bottom screen different? It's pretty nice. I'll turn it on. I uh, I really like the scene where you got the running shoes from the old man. Like he just sprinted <laughs> ahead of you, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, I got the running shoes, and you don't. I'll try to go as slow as I can." Mm-hmm. I uh, was playing this game through cough, legitimate means cough. Um, and I got Not to that really. scene. I got to that scene, and uh, it was really good. And then it had some good jokes in it as well. It's like, here's your prize: these running shoes, straight from my feet. Dot dot dot. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. He's like, they're warm, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're so warm. <laughs> We're not worried about the size or anything, but they're warm. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, there's a toggle for the. The running shoes, so that you know you don't have to keep pressing down B. I don't know that if you guys, amazing. if you guys have gotten there yet, and if you've gotten the bike, you can have two registered items, and uh, have those be as you know buttons on the touchscreen. So it's not you, there's like the primary one where you can just do Y. So if you have the first one, you have to have the bike be as Y, so you can press Y and then have it go. But you can also have a second. Um, equipped item where you can just, you know, so if you have like a fishing rod, have like the fishing rod as the second uh, equipped sort of item and just, you know, touch it on the touch screen and it'll use it. Or Oak will tell you you can't use that here because there's a time and a place for everything. That's so annoying. Like there needs to be like a shorter line when he does that. Like, like Super was mentioning earlier, like, why does he always call it a high-tech encyclopedia? <laughs> Every single game he will tell you it's a high-tech encyclopedia. <laughs> I freaking know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but maybe newbies don't. <laughs> Keep it in mind. There's also some minor gym leader tweaks in HeartGold SoulSilver. Um, as far as levels are concerned, I don't think there are really any new Pokemon that are in the lineups. But uh, Bugsy's Scyth- Scyther is you know a level higher at 17. Whitney's Miltank, which is always a devil, is at 19 as opposed to 20. Um... Oh, apparently, uh, Claire is a Gyarados, which is unique. Um, choosing a Fire Starter was a poor idea in that game, but I don't regret it. Yeah, I picked the Fire Starter out. this time, too. Oh, well, take will cool. use Rollout, and you will die. A lot. <laughs> um, there's also the Pokeathlon, which, since Generation 2 never had contests... Gazuntite, what'd you say? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, so it's like different competitive events for the touchscreen. A lot of different mini games. 
I don't know. I've I've played the first half of Soul Silver twice. I should note when I'm saying all these things. Just you know, <laughs> kind of stopped at the Elite Four kind of area. So I went past it. and I just never touched it. There's really no need to. So, but you know, you can be you know athletic with your Pokemon. They all have little different stats for speed and jumping. I want to be jumping. athletic for my Pokemon. I'm gonna put them on the Poker Walker and take a walk. There you go. That'll be the exercise that they get. Or put them on the dryer and just let it... Yeah. Pokeathlon is just a rose by any other name. It's just a super contest under a different <laughs> under a different name, really. That's what it is to me, anyway. Exactly. Right. So then there are also photo booths in HeartGold SoulSilver, which is a first-time kind of thing. Uh, there are certain points where you can talk to the like the man, you know, standing by a little binocular kind of things, and um, he'll take a picture of you and your Pokemon party, which can then be you know viewed at other times, saved in your PC. It's pretty cool. And there's uh, the one you know big thing is that, and this is one of the spoilers, guys. Oh noes, during the, during the uh, the Rocket Tower mission, the main difference that I found coming across the story, had to look up a game FAQ for the Japanese version because you can't really tell, is that when you try to go in the rocket tower the first time when it's been taken over, there's a rocket blocking the stairs. And he probably says something like, hey, this is Team Rocket things. You know, you, Team Rocket's been taking over this place. You can't get past. Well, Too bad, to, Waluigi time. <laughs> too bad. <laughs> so you have to go in the underground, talk to one of the guys in the underground, you get a Team Rocket get-up. <laughs> you get to wear a Team Rocket uniform, and this is where you know you talk to the guy who has the, the photo, and you get a picture of you in your Team Rocket uniform with your, start, with your lineup. Then you go back to uh, the Rocket Tower in your Team Rocket outfit. You can probably you know, walk around a little bit, too, just to savor the moment. But then you go and talk to that Team Rocket guy. He's like... Oh, your team rocket, you know, you can go on ahead and then your rival comes and it's like, eh, what are you doing, you know, wearing a team rocket thing and then you get out of this guy's and it's like, oh no, you're trying to invade us. Let's battle. And then you own him. Go Redditor. Go Shatter. Zubat or something like that. But you do get to wear the team rocket uniform for a little bit and it is cool. <laughs> so cool. I think people were complaining that you can't just put it on any time, but I guess you would get arrested logically in the story if you were just walking around like that. You would think so, yes. Hey, if you're a part of Rocket, you take no BS from anyone, although someone's going to be clued in when you don't sign on a Rattata. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking Quill, of, what? Yeah, speaking of Team Rocket, they, uh, you know, in with Team Galactic, they had, you know, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn... And the stupid scientist Sharon in Platinum, what the hell was up with that? He had no purpose. Shrug. And of course, you know, Cyrus. So, like, the the admins and the higher-ups and the, the bad guys, you know, have names, as opposed to just, like, oh, Maxi from Team Magma and Archie from Team Aqua. Um, so Team Rocket has names, and, you know, I had to nice. learn these English names because they are different from the Japanese version there's Proton, who had the name Lance in Japanese. Uh, Petrol, who's kind of a dweeb, and he had the name of Lambda in Japanese. <laughs> Ariana was Athena, and Archer is the top exec, and he was Apollo. And see, I like those 
Japanese names a lot more. They're based off of rockets, like actual rockets. But then, you know, like, it's confusing Lance the rocket and, you know, Lance Lance. the actual... Because, like, you know, in the Japanese version, obviously, his his name isn't Lance. So that's why they couldn't get away with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, they're they're pretty cool looking. And it's nice to, you know, just have something different other than, like, Team Rocket, Rocket executive wants to battle. Yeah, that was kind of anticlimactic for me in the original. I'm just like, oh, I I won. There's no more. They didn't look I, like I, that I, much of a baddie, but no, they they look like baddies in this time this time around. So that's a, that's a good thing. I like when the rivals slide in during the battle to say something. It just looks so funny to me. Yeah, yeah. They actually, that's you know, they all do that. Like the gym leaders and the top um, trainers and all that. Yeah, they all do that. And it's yeah, just, they slide in, they blunt dancing. They're like, <laughs> I'm down to my last Pokemon, or we're not done yet. Yeah, they all tend to say that when I'm have I'm, when I'm at six Pokemon and they're at their last one with half health left. They're just like, no, you're done. Stop kidding yourself. <laughs> we're not done yet. Scratch, mm-hmm. dead. So you had mentioned before, Super, that you know the Safari Zone was in Generation 1, yeah. and it was not in Generation 2. Nope. Well, this time it, it is in it Generation is. 4 in HeartGold SoulSilver. And it is. It has returned, and as well as a number of things in HeartGold SoulSilver. A lot of things were taken out, and a lot of things were really thinned out in uh, uh, Gold, Silver, Crystal. But in HeartGold SoulSilver, a lot of things have been fleshed out and uh, returned, especially a lot of Kanto areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hooray. So when I think it's after you know you head west from Ecrotique and start heading to Olivine, you come across this guy, and I think the Japanese name is like Baboa. Not sure what the English name is, but <laughs> you know you talk to him. Maybe you meet him earlier or something like that. You get his phone number, and it's after you after a certain gym battle. Um, I don't know it's after you. I think after you heal the Ampharos in oh. the Olivine Tower. After that little side quest is taken care of, then he calls and it's like. Yeah, the um, the safari zone is open. It's basically to the north of Cianwood. So then you get to go in there, and it's really customizable. You can move around, like, the six different parts of the map, so you can get can save steps, basically. If you want to only access a certain part, you put that first, and, you know, go in there and explore that. You can um, get things later down the road and, you know, place them in the maps. And, you know, after, like, certain... Um, checkpoints i just learned this you know just before the podcast after you place certain things down in the different areas that's that'll be triggers for certain pokemon to appear so like if you do i don't know like exactly what it is but maybe if you do like three trees a stantler will appear in a certain you know section of the map interesting i did not know that Mm -hmm. um wasn't wasn't something replaced i thought it was the safari zone but apparently not something was replaced for that little pal park where you put your game boy advance slot in and pal park is still in heart gold soul silver like what didn't they like replace something in the town or something like that i'm not sure um oh probably yeah the old safari zone master fossil is saying so oh that's what i okay i'm not crazy yeah that makes sense yeah, I'm sorry. That's I what I was thinking, familiar. okay. Um, let's see, so you got the Safari Zone. The legendaries are a pretty big deal in this game. Pretty well, big deal. Don't they have their own 3D scenes and all that? 
Yeah, that's the really cool thing. You know, Lugia and Ho-Oh in you know, each respective game is definitely given more of an important storyline. Um, and so are the Kimono Girls. This is another yeah. spoiler. Oh man, oh geez. Um, <laughs> you encounter different, uh, different Kimono Girls along the way. And the main idea is that, you know, remember in Ecruteague City and Gold and Silver... You'd face them in Ecruteague City, you'd battle their EV team, they were all at like level 17, and once you beat them all, then you'd get Surf. From this old guy who was watching. Right, so now you just, you know, go to that house, and a Team Rocket guy is like on stage, he's like, ooh, I'm dancing around, just had to beat him to get Surf. And the Kimono Girls, you meet them along the quest, and after you get all eight badges, their EV teams are at level 38. They have really, really nice move sets. They're pretty strong, and you have to beat all of them for um, Lugia and Ho-Oh to appear at their respective places. You can't just get the wings after the radio tower and go to them, because they won't be there. Because you have to beat the Kimono Girls, and then they'll be there at the end, and they do a little dance, and then, you know, Lugia and Ho-Oh come out. Yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> Sounds pretty convoluted. Indeed. But it um, sounds interesting. It sounds different. Mm-hmm. And you get, they got little cutscenes and really nice, you know, 3D rendered kind of stuff. Um, so that's not the only style. legendaries. You can also, you know, get uh, Zapdos, Moltres, and Articuno. Uh, yeah. You know, in Kanto. Articuno mm-hmm. at Seafoam, Zapdos at Power Plant, and Moltres at Mount Silver. Uh, you can get Mewtwo in the Unknown Dungeon. You nice. can get... You can Sorry. get Kyogre in Heart Gold and Groudon in Soul Silver. And if you have both of them, you can get Rayquaza. You can get, um, I think it's Latios in Soul Silver and Latias in Heart Gold. And then there'll be like an event ticket sort of thing to get the other one. Um, I don't know what I'm going to use my Master Ball on then. <laughs> yeah. So there's. Oh, and yeah, the Ar- the Arceus event. If you get the Arceus from yeah. the 12th movie, you activate a scene with uh, Cynthia, the champion from the Sinnoh region. You go to the Shinto ruins, and since Arceus is the god, he can, you know, create one legendary Pokemon from Sinnoh from scratch, whether it's Dialga, Palkia, or Giratina at level 1. <laughs> uh, and yeah, of course you got Suicune, Raikou, and Entei. Suicune's different, though, because... He just runs around to different places, and then you have to, like, you talk to him, and then, like, he moves to the next place. And so it's, like, near Cerulean City is where, like, he'll actually, like, stay and have a battle with you. Uh, Raiko and Ente just run about, like usual. I hate that. I hate just walking along and, oh, here's a really legendary Pokemon. You're all either you're either underleveled or overleveled. Exactly. One you can run, can you? You can run, but you'll never see them again. Ever. <laughs> it's not recommended. Or they'll just run from you. Yeah. That's what they'll try to do. That's um, why you gotta use Wubuffet. <laughs> Wubuffet. I was trying to run from a Kakuna earlier, and I could not. <laughs> what is stopping me from running from a Kakuna? <laughs> a, a brick wall? <sighs> That's what Harden does. It just creates walls around you. Right. Um, see, if you see. recall, he has to harden at the right time to be able to deflect attacks. <laughs> exactly. I love that game. 
So then, of course, after you get all 16 badges, and you, you know, go to the top of Mount Silver, who is there but Red? It's not Ash, it's Red. It's not, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome, and it's just awesome. It Let's is. just get that straight. So, he's got a team that's, you know, mid-80s, uh, Pikachu, Snorlax, Lapras, um, Venusaur, Charizard, Blastoise. It's a really solid team. The Lapras was something else in the original, wasn't it? Umbreon or something? I don't think he had an Umbreon. Oh. It was an Espeon. Espeon, yeah. Yeah. Um, But Lapras kind of makes more sense, I guess. Yeah. Orange Islands, stupid anime filler. (laughs) (laughs) Did Did he give that away after that season? Um, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Are you really surprised? No, I'm not. I was just wondering. Um, but yeah, since I have good Pokemon. Oh, God, get it away. <laughs> You're getting close to me. I don't love you anymore. <laughs> Primeape, you won the championship. Now go away. Go win more championships. <laughs> Pidgeotto finally evolved. Oh, time to get rid of it. I know. Pidgeot was so awesome. And he's like, this forest needs protecting. No, it doesn't. Shut up. No. <laughs> He's still got that stupid Snorlax somewhere, doesn't he? Yeah. <sighs> I think he's on Oak's Complex, eating all the food. Since it's on top of Mount Silver, uh, it's hailing, so you got to deal with that in the battle. Yep. So that's fun, and um, not only do you have to <laughs> You know, face red. Eventually, you uh, rematch the gym leaders as well. That's a really yeah. nice feature that they carried over from a uh, diamond, pearl, and platinum. The thing with like the clock now is like there are only certain times where you can like you know rematch with them, and you have to get their number first. And there are certain events that will trigger that. Like you have to meet them at certain places or something like you have to. I think you have to show Surge a Pikachu before you can get his number, and then thus rematch him. So, like, certain little things that you got to do some research on uh, com or Bulbapedia um, for, like, the exact times. Bulbapedia is lagging right now. Oh, it must be the, the massive influx of traffic. I'm sure. Supposedly you can trade with gym leaders, which is kind of cool. Ooh. Give me your Raichu, Serge. <laughs> exactly. Well, Raichu with, like, it. six attacks. Mega Punch, Mega Kick, Body Slam, Thunderbolt, um... Thundershock. You just had, like, so many moves. <laughs> Look, the other... you standing on its tail. Give me your number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other cool thing is that, um, you know, once you beat Red, you'll be able to get starters from Kanto and Hoenn. Ah, can, right. you, can you only pick one? You can only pick one, so you must oh. choose wisely. I think oh, Oak gives you uh, one of the Kanto starters, and Steven Stone makes a repeat cameo, a champion of Hoenn, to give you mm. a Hoenn starter. Kind of walked right up to him, to an emerald. Wasn't expecting the hardest battle in the game. <laughs> like, hey guys, what's going on? Oh god, what's going on? There's also this thing that I read about called the Shiny Leaf. Which, huh? apparently, if you are in a... Um, a section of grass on a certain route, and you uh, talk to your Pokemon, you know, because you have to give it a functionality. 
you know, if it's going to be just be behind you, not just like for, you know, for craps and giggles. I'm trying to censor myself here. Um, but there are certain combinations depending on your Pokemon's nature and which routes this can be activated on. And it's like, just, it really depends on luck because there are like multiple routes and it all depends on, you know, what time you talk to them, whatever. But your Pokemon can find and pick up a shiny leaf. And then if you talk to, uh, your friend, either Ethan or Lyra, depending on, uh, you know, boy or girl that you chose... They tell you about shiny leaves and um, shiny leaves. Excuse me, good grammar and all. And if you get uh, five shiny leaves, it adds uh, another star to your trainer card. Which I know is really not that big of a deal, but you know, <laughs> I was gonna say, is that it? It's, it's <laughs> uh, something. I was hoping for like you get Celebi, but uh, <laughs> yeah, a star. Awesome. Does it make you invincible for a short period of time, at least? No, so it's really not that big of a deal, but it's just like one of those really subtle things that they do in the uh, the gaming programming, which we'll talk about very shortly with the competitive thing. Um, That's cool. I'm sure you get an achievement for it. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> DS. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah... There will be future events. You know, Japan, since they've had the game since September, they've already had, you know, different events, and they have their crazy movies that are already out there. So there's going to be a future event, Arceus, or Arceus, that is sure to come here, where you can do the Arceus event. <laughs> that's programmed in the game. That will probably be during this year an event, Celebi. That yeah. I'm almost a little worried to reveal this, because it is kind of spoilerish. But you know, some of you have probably heard the rumors of, and we've warned you enough of what they've the already Cel- said in the chat. Go this, for it. This is true. What the uh, what the Celebi event triggers is that since Celebi is a time traveler, uh, you get to go back three years to the end of the Red, Blue, Yellow arc, where you know Giovanni has been defeated, and it's just more background for Team Rocket. You know, Giovanni's going to go into a hideout sort of thing, and here's the big, oh man, oh geez, sort of thing is that. Your rival, the red-haired dude, Silver, is supposedly Giovanni's son. Oh, I read about that. That's really interesting. Oh, snap. Well, you can say that spoilers, but they did tell you pretty much outright that, hey, his, he's uh, in Fire Red Leaf Green. You talk to this one rocket guy, and he says, hey, it's Giovanni's kid. Oh, wait, he has red hair. Oh, really? Yeah, in the end of Fire Red Leaf Green. That could mean anything. Well... There's only one kind of guy who had red hair that was of any significance in the Pokemon world. Didn't they? And I'm like not in talking the anime. Didn't in the anime they hinted that Giovanni was Ash's father? See, that's what they say, and like, I don't think that's true. Huh. It, it just really can't be. And that 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 was the uh, that was the excuse in that Pokemon musical. <laughs> oh God. That's right, the Pokemon musical. Is it good that I don't know what he's talking about, Yoko? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, the rival is supposedly Giovanni's son, and then you get to battle Giovanni, and that's the cool thing, I guess, is, you know, it gives all that backstory. So that's the com- the uh, event Celebi will trigger, trigger that. We already talked about the event shiny-eared uh, you know, Pikachu-colored Pikachu will trigger the notch-eared Pikachu. Um, Pikachu. God damn. Damn it. <laughs> Pichu. 
I wonder why it's always the Pichu. I mean, there's that Pichu Brothers short on that one movie I can't recall. Oh yeah, it was one of the. It was like the third movie. I'm fairly certain, but. Oh yeah, Pichu Brothers. It was and, the third movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was the third movie, and I think it was a Pikachu colored Pichu and a notched deer Pichu that was running around. Mm-hmm. Um, what other events are there going to be? Um, you know, Japan's already received a 10th anniversary Mew. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. But, like, you know, America is sure to get, you know, pretty much all of these over the, you know, next year or so. And Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed, exactly. Yeah. And it should be pretty cool. I agree. Yeah. Oh, they also recently announced um, for the next movie, the Ruler of Illusions Zed for uh, Zoroark. They just announced in the latest issue of Koro Koro that the event Pokemon again, it's in Japan only, um, but it's uh, going to be a shiny Raikou, Entei, or Suicune. Wow. Shiny. That's, that's the big, big deal. And they also mentioned that in the May issue of Koro Koro, so basically next month's issue, they will have um, finally details about Generation 5. So... Oh man, oh geez. We'll, we'll we'll wait on that one. You think we're gonna hear some stuff at E three? Um, I hope so. Not about uh, Generation Five. You don't no. think so? Because that's you know that's gonna be an American conference, and it's slated for the end of two thousand ten in Japan. So Zelda will be L- the big thing at E three for Nintendo. A little teaser would wouldn't hurt, I would think. Mm-hmm. Like Smash you said, they, they know. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, um, so Zycor is also mentioning it's it was a, a passing point, but yeah, it's true that you know Entei will have Flare Blitz as part of his move set, Suicune Sheer Cold, and Raikou gets Zap Cannon, which they all cannot really norm lear- blah, blah, blah. they all cannot really learn normally. So again, shiny and special moves, oh snap! In shiny. Um, so <laughs> yeah, those are the future events, and that's pretty much. All I can think of for what is really special about Heart Gold Soul Silver, if you're listening to this and you've Except never played Pokemon Heart before, Gold Soul Silver. Yeah, Sorry. this is the game to get if you've never played Pokemon. It is the penultimate game. They really try to ease you in to like how the game is played, and it's just the complete package. It is basically like Indio sixty five is saying. It is every game ever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it so far because I did not play the original. Mm-hmm. Sad face. Oh. It, this is. I don't know if Super's going to agree with me plugging this, but go look up Chugga Conroy because he's doing a really cool LP and he's got some really nice sidebars with where and how often Pokemon appear and he's got stats for Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Yeah, he's playing Crystal. Oh, yeah, the Crystal run through. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Indeed. So if you want to play along with him, I might do that, but I'm probably going to get ahead of him. So <laughs> He updates frequently, too, which is freaking nice. I bet. So <laughs> let's talk about competitive. We've been, these past two weeks, all three of us, we've been learning mm-hmm. about this. We've been teasing it enough. And I know for me, since, you know, I've never really delved that much into it, It's it never, it makes you look at Pokemon a totally different way, and it's it's just mind blowing. So it gives me a headache. <laughs> so get ready and go. Who wants to talk about nature? The importance of nature. 
that wasn't on the cheat sheet you gave me. It totally is. I know it's long, but it's totally there. I mean, on the, the one. Cheat. I mean, the one where you're like, "Hey, I need you to be on this podcast. Look up at uh <laughs> Oh, well, I gotta look but, up competitive Pokemon in a week. Ah. But I'm fairly certain the nature is one stat gets boosted and another one gets dropped a little bit, mm-hmm. and you pretty much need to uh, figure out which which uh which nature is best for which Pokemon, and most people. You know, don't care. Right. Yeah. Most people don't really care. There are 24 types. There are, um, there are like, oof, I think. Adamant. There's, it's like either four or five, you know, types that don't boost or decrease any. There's like quirky, there's hardy, bashful, uh, serious. You know, there are those kinds of natures that, docile's another one, yeah. Um, where they don't boost or decrease anyone. And like, if you've you know learned known about these um was it, these natures for a long time, you know like what they do, and if you're learning about them, you always have to like reference the list because it's very important so yeah so each different Pokemon are you know great at different things, like if you think of you know Kadabra Kadabra is you know has really ridiculously high special attack and really high speed, so you want a you know Ideally, you want a um, a nature that most people decide to pick speed because speed's pretty important oh, yeah. in um, oh, in a Pokemon yeah. battle. It depends, you know, if you go first or not. And you know, Kadabra generally has much higher special attack than uh, speed to begin with. So you you want you know speed to be boosted. It depends. Yeah. So you want a nature like I really wish I had a spreadsheet open like right now. Uh, timid <laughs> is usually the one that most people pick for, you know, it's well, Alakazam if you fully evolve it, but... Yeah. I'm just, timid, I'm just um, looking through what's loves to eat do. Right, so you would <laughs> generally want, point. like, the one to be decreased, like, a, a, an attack. Like, Kadabras would not use a physical attack at all. No. Or his physical attack, so... Zen headbutt, go! <laughs> Zen headbutt, yes. Um, so yeah, timid is, you know, ideal because it ups speed and it decreases the attack. Yeah. So that's what it is, you know, the idea behind nature. Um, what do you guys take... Tony, talk about what is an IV, an individual value. I didn't even look that up. What? I looked up, <laughs> I looked up EV, and then I'm hearing about IV like two days ago. Oh, you are uh, not preparing super. All right, well, the IVs are the probably the most hidden value in, the, in, in there. It's really hard to understand, but generally, like what Tony tried to say earlier... Um, with the whole loves to eat and likes likes this and it's mm. got a hasty or some stuff like that, that generally points you in the direction of what your IV is or what its highest IV is anyway. Um, generally, IVs are from 0 to 31, I think. Um, oh, man, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, quick, Yoko, recover. Okay, I must recover. So IVs are basically like genes. If you can, I'm trying to like make this for like you know basic for beginners. I feel like I'm in middle gear now, but keep going. Genes, oh my god, I got the dumbest <laughs> genes, the recessive genes, middle gear. Um, so IVs are basically like genes. Um, they are basically a hidden value that is has a binary you know figure from zero to thirty one. Um, you know six ones or six zeros, and you know any mix and match in between them. Um, so the idea is that 
you know, the Pokemon stats are critically important. And when you have a higher IV in each stat from, you know, HP, attack, defense, speed, special attack, special defense, um, and I'm, I'm missing one. I don't think I'm missing one. But if, mm-hmm. those six. Uh, you're good. Yeah, those six. You each have um, an IV from 0 to 31. And the higher the IV, the higher your stats will become. Plain, yeah. plain and simple. Um, I think it's, if I remember reading correctly, it basically like is, if you have an IV of 0 in one stat, it'll be like, you know, the lowest it can be. But then... Yeah. Uh, if you have an IV of 31, if you don't EV train, like we'll talk about, it'll be 31 points higher, basically, which can make a huge difference. I completely understand what you meant on Facebook when you were saying, if you've never released a Pokemon, you're going to if you IV... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, okay, I understand now. I, I'm sorry I didn't look that up. Yeah, Actually, so... I was fairly, I'm fairly certain that in Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver, there is a way to somewhat easier... Um, Pass to easy. Bleh. Sorry about that. I can I can speak. I swear. Just give me a second. But in Heart Gold Soul Silver, there is a way to pass on an IV, a specific IV, to its child. A specific one. That is a difference because when you we'll talk about IV breeding very soon because that's how you you know make them better in essence. Because IVs, since they are genes, it's very very important to note that IVs cannot be changed. And they are set in stone from when you capture a Pokemon or hatch a Pokemon. You cannot change them since they are genes. They are basically intrinsic and they are, are you know, stuck. Unless you do a hack thing like Zykor saying, like, Poke Save, which is just obnoxious, I, I think. <laughs> but, um, anyway, um... He did say that you use power items to pass down IVs, specific ones. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That does so, make sense. So if you want a Pokemon with a specific IV, you got to sit there and catch one until you get it. Is that right? In <laughs> essence, and like when you do breeding, there, there's a way of like improving it and all that. So let's just say for the sake of all that, like IVs are genes and they're stuck there unless you get a new Pokemon, basically. You improve on those IVs. And the higher IVs you have, the higher stats you'll have, and the better competitive va- advantage you'll have. Um, so IV breeding is a pretty, uh, complex thing, and it's, it's by far the most tedious thing of, you know, <laughs> everything, um. You might so, want to contact someone with Pokesave or something to, uh, get a pretty much broken ditto with max IVs. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um. Otherwise, your, your ditto tricks aren't going to work, folks. Uh. Not for IV breeding. The idea when you IV breed is um, you have the two parents, right? And they each have their own six IVs. Each parent, no, let's let's first say the ba- the baby of the two parent uh, the two parent Pokemon has their IVs randomly generated from zero to thirty one, just totally random. And then each parent passes a random IV down to the baby. So if you have one of the parents have, you know, totally maxed out, um, you know, IVs, they will be guaranteed to pass at least one of those 31s down to your baby. And so that's, like, the idea behind IV breeding. So you have to make sure that, like, when you breed, you know, two Pokemon, like, that they have, you know, better IVs. And why we say that, like, 
you'll be releasing so many things, or so many Pokemon, is because a lot of Pokemon, a lot of wild Pokemon, are junk. It, it's <laughs> plain and simple. And when you just, like, have all yeah. these different eggs that you're that you're making, a lot of them will be junk. And you're going to be releasing them because you don't want them to take up space in your boxes. After the important doing a thing, long IV calculator process. Exactly. You go to you know net. They have a wonderful IV calculator. I think uh, Maryland also has a really nice uh, stat sort of thing. So you can see like the range of stats that uh, is possible for a Pokemon at a certain level. And um, so this is crazy, man. So where nature is coming? This is competitive in, Pokemon. It, it is. Oh it's, yeah, it's it's competitive pick. Pokemon at its finest. So natures are important because when you breed. A uh, the female version of the Pokemon is usually if you attach. Okay, I'm gonna start this over to make it seem more realistic. Everstones are important in breeding because it makes a difference for nature. If you have a female version of a Pokemon that has a specific nature that you like, you attach the Everstone to it, and you don't breed it with Ditto because Ditto will throw this all off. So if you say, like, um, if you do a female Pikachu who has a timid nature and you breed it with, like, another Raichu, Pikachu, or Pichu, or something like that, and you attach the Everstone to the female timid Pikachu, there is a 50% chance that when you breed those two, the resulting Pichu will have a timid nature. Mm-hmm. You can save before you do this, right? Oh, yeah. And just try again. Okay, good. Or just read another one. Um, So, you know, Ditto, like, can also do this. If you attach the the Everstone to the Ditto, it uh, has a 50% chance of uh, doing Ditto's nature. So the idea is that when you do all this IV breeding, you kind of want... The ideal thing is to have the female with the nature, and then you breed and try to keep getting the optimal IVs. The father, the male figure, comes into play when you pass down what are called egg moves. So there are different uh, combinations, and again, like, even go to Smogon. Smogon.com is, like, the key for all competitive uh, Pokemon, and it has a really detailed breeding guide if you want to learn more about this. We're just really covering the basics. Um, But, you know, egg moves are when, you know, the father knows a move that the baby will eventually learn in its moveset. The baby will learn that at the start, from level one. Or, the father, you know, it's really specific circumstances where the father knows a move, but the baby won't learn the move, but yet the baby can learn the move through this egg move process. So, what's an example? Um, Welcome to competitive Pokemon. Yeah, it's, I'm trying to just think, and I'm, I'm blanking. I think Pain Split's a good example, because I was doing this with a, uh, a Duskull. Um, if you get, if you do a female Duskull, with a male mischievous, and the male mischievous knows pain split, which is mischievous's, uh, you know, uh, not like signature move. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Super signature move. Pain split is mischievous's signature move, but yet if you breed the two, and mischievous knows pain split, the baby duskull, since the the key is the baby will be the Pokemon that the female is. Right. So if you have the female uh, Duskull made with the male Mischievous, and the male Mischievous knows Pain Split, it'll be a baby Duskull that knows Pain Split because it's one of those special egg move type of things. Crazy. 
it's ridiculous. And there's things like chain breeding where you can, you know, that's how you people get like the perfect 31s for EVs. But Smogon.com has that in, in detail. Um, and I've heard about RNG abuse, but I haven't... Really, I only learned about all this stuff two weeks ago. Give me some sort of credit. <laughs> That I, I don't I know, know what RNG is. Know you're doing thing. a good job explaining it. Okay, good. It's it's when you first hear about it, your mind can't wrap it. It you just can't comprehend yeah. it. I think you once you do it or read it a fair amount, you it's pretty easy to understand. But just the first time, you're just like, what? And it's really just a lot of trial by error process. You learn from your mistakes is yeah. really key. And I'm not gonna lie, it's a big time suck. Like. To just learn about like do all the process and you you're biking up and down you know Route 210 and Salacion and Route 209 because there's this one path of like 123 steps that you can just bike up and down and that's how you you know you go past the the uh, was it the daycare guy and you see if there's an egg there and you can pick up the yeah. egg and then you all the while you're hatching the eggs and it's <laughs> insane so once you finally get that perfect IV Pokemon, I think here was the biggest mind F, if you will. When you're EV training, you hear all about EV training, you can do YouTube videos for what EV training is, but if you have a Pokemon and you've gone through the main adventure with it, you cannot perfectly EV train it. Well... What? Oh, snap! Yeah, well, you can. You just need a lot of berries. I think. Mm, yeah. So... Tony, you learned about EV training. I will give you the spotlight for EV training. Uh, it's I'm not. I I think I understand it. It's just hard to explain too. You just every Pokemon that you'll fight has EV points, and you just basically fight that Pokemon over and over again. And I think you need to fight four of them to get one EV stat. And these EVs are effort values, and they give you an increased stat on whatever the Pokemon you beat specializes in, I guess. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Pretty much. It's, you yeah. know, whenever you gain experience, so, like, you can start with the Pokemon and then, like, swap it out and beat it with something else, but if you get experience from battling, each... This is the, this is the mind-boggling thing that people, if they don't know about this stuff, have no idea. Each Pokemon has what is called an EV yield. And it'll be like an effort point in certain stats. Which is crazy, if you think about it. So like when you're going through your journey, and you're beating all these random trainers, and you're trashing them, you're getting all of these EV points, and you have no idea what they even are. They don't tell you in-game. Exactly. It's, it's completely invisible. You have, when you do EV training, you have to keep track of all of it on your own. Like you mentioned, four EV effort points equals one point in a future stat boost. And you can use, I think, yeah, there's 252 max, someone said. No, it's, it's, it's 255, yeah, but like, why right. would you waste the three extra points when it's divisible by four? Because you, you want to make the most of all your points. Each, yeah, I see. Each stat can get 255 effort points maximum, and there's a total of 510 over all of them. So you can't just go like, oh, I'm going to do 255 here, 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 here. No, you got to... You have to think, you know, what's, where you want to idealize these, uh, these points because there is a maximum and there's only so much that you can do. There are certain things... You can things, get a hundred of them with vitamins too, which is an mm -hmm. important note. That is really important because, you know, since you don't want to, like, 
battle with the Pokemon unless you're ready. Um, the like the irons and all that stuff. I thought like back in the day when I got all that, it's like, oh, um, you know, they're all at a level 100, and you know, I'll I'll give them all these irons and all after I duplicated them on Missingno. That's not what it is. The no. each vitamin gives 10 EVs or effort points, and you know you can do 10 of them, so you can just start with like 100. So 100 out of your 255 or 252, however you want to distribute them. In one stat, that can all just be done, um, you know, with the vitamins. And it's ideally when you start, because I think, like, after you get, like, 200 total effort points, you can't it can't use them anymore or something like that. Um, it's, it's, it's something. I don't, I don't know if I read anything like that, but it, it might be true. It's <laughs> ideal that you use the vitamins at the start. Of, it is. You know. It's kind of hard, though, too, because they are really expensive unless you got an infinite money code on or something. Right. Right. It's a, uh, the chat says 10 vitamins, you can only use uh, get 100 EVs, and then you can't use any more vitamins. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a good way to you know start and focus your EVs. And you have certain things, like, certain items like the Macho Brace. Like when you have mm-hmm. that attached, you'll, you'll move uh, last in the battle, but you get double the EVs, the effort points then from the battle. Then you can do Russ. Yeah, and the Pokerus as well, which, which is some very people rare. Probably don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Explain the the Pokerus super. All right. Well, Pokerus is an extremely random, extremely rare condition for your Pokemon that you can that you can only get from uh, uh, wild Pokemon catching a wild Pokemon. I mean, um, and basically it's like a Macho Brace. Your Pokemon gets quote unquote sick with the Pokerus, it cures up after one day, but in that one day, you can actually pass it on to your other Pokemon, and you want them to get sick with Pokerus, because then their effort value is double mm-hmm. at, the end of a, at the end of every battle. Extremely so, rare. The Pokerus had a, a 3 in 65,536 chance of being in a wild Pokemon. That's crazy. Yeah, I had a friend who got it from their uh, Dialga. Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yeah. But the wow. catch is that the Pokerus only lasts for 24 hours, and that includes when the DS is off. So the best way is to put the Pokerus in the PC until yep. you need it. The time stands still in the PC. And then when you need it, take it out and use it. But if you are, you know, pro, quote-unquote, at doing all this EV training, you um, get these power items at the Battle Frontier in Diamond and Pearl. It's like Power Anklet, Power Bracer... Power, all all these things for each of the different stats. It halves your speed, like the Macho Brace, but you get plus four EVs yeah. on top of whatever you beat. And then if you um, have Pokeros on top of that, it doubles that. So you could yeah, have and another thing is that the twenty four hours means actually midnight. Hmm. At every midnight, so okay. like throw your Pokemon in the PC at like eleven fifty nine and pull it right back out at. 12.01, and then it'll last for another 24 hours, throw it back in the PC, so on and so forth. As long as it's in the PC, it won't lose the Pokerus. Good. Yay. The I, more it, you know. See, I think I have... got Pokerus at the start of one of my games, and I this is when I had no idea what it did. So, like, I just, whatever, I left it, didn't put it in the PC, and it was gone. Yep. I got <laughs> Pokerus. I, po- I had a Jolteon with Pokerus. Not sure at all how it got Pokerus, but it had it. 
Do you think there's a reason they don't state about these EV points in the game? I think it'd just be too mind-blowing for little kids to understand. Yeah. They could at least give us a stat bar or something. Yeah. I would say that they should have someone explain it in the Battle Frontier, because that's what you're there to do, is to battle with Pokemon at like levels. So that would be a good place to explain all that for people. But I guess they know the internet exists by now. Just have the old man show up. Yes, have the old man from Red, Blue, and uh, Yellow. I'm done with my coffee, and I feel great. (laughs) I love shorts. They're comfortable and easy to wear. Mm, Yeah. I seem to have been kicked from the chest from your new chat. (laughs) So I guess that is a way of us trying to explain the basics of competitive Pokemon after learning about it for two weeks. Yeah. Natures are important. IVs are like genes. IV breeding is ridiculous and takes a lot of time, but is really important in the long run. And then each Pokemon has an EV yield, and you can train those by, you know, figuring out where you want to distribute those EVs by, you know, thinking about what your Pokemon is actually going to be used for and what its strengths are. And then you make the most of those 510 total EV points that can be distributed. Do your own research by all means because we can't cover it all. Yeah. Yeah. There are things like Shoddy Battle where, you know, you can do competitive, you know, at, at perfect, you know, IVs and all that. Or if you do Wi-Fi battles when you're trying to figure out exactly what your Pokemon's IVs are, because there are good calculators, um, you know, at Cerebi.net and all that. But if you want to perfectly find out what your Pokemon's IVs are, since IVs are dependent on when your Pokemon is at level 100, that's where the perfect calculation comes in. Um, Um, You can do a a Wi-Fi battle where your Pokemon automatically get leveled up to 100, and then you, you know, take notes of, like, what the stats are and... All that it's, it really needs a lot of research on your own, and you know it's there a are YouTube um, process. Is Zycor who's been really helping out in the chat? I believe his YouTube channel is the guy who is sitting. So, or is it that guy who is sitting? I think it's, yeah. Please Did clarify. His... He does a lot of you know really nice like the EV, guy. the guy who is sitting who did like EV hotspots video. I actually saw that video when I was trying to learn about this. So thank you, I. Had no idea it was you, but that really was really helpful. Um, he also did a research on entry. I was yeah, going to say. He did. Um, so that kind of stuff really comes in, hand, in handy. So sites, Cerebi, Bulbapedia, um, Maryland also comes in handy, YouTube, and Smogon. Those are the big ones. So it's really cool, and it makes you never look at Pokemon the same way again, but it's also very fascinating. It's a strange and sick science. <laughs> I'm gonna get slaughtered purpose. at airship. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> you are Don't school. worry. Yeah, I use Pokemon that I like to use, and that tends to probably be Pokemon that aren't good in tournaments. Probably not. Yeah. So I'm gonna run over to uh, airship with my EV team plus Charizard or something like that <laughs> and get owned. Are you Dang gonna? I, are you guys? Are you guys gonna try and fight at airship too, or? Oh, I'm gonna have to. I mean, I'm going. I'm going for the experience, but well, you gotta jump into the tournament just to see what happens. Yeah, it's a possibility. I mean, I still have yet to see like what my total time requirements are for being behind the mic at airship, but you know, we'll see. We just got a letter. 
just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. Um, we got a few mail time questions. We're already counting on two hours here or so. So let's. Okay, it's the Poke Cast. There you go. This is the Poke Cast. Um, oh so let's... crap! I haven't been thinking about this one. <laughs> Let's burn about through these mail time questions. I haven't thought of this question either. I wanted to be more of an impromptu kind of thing. So, from PsychoWingX9, if the Show Me News cast were Pokemon, what types would they be? I got nothing. I guess then I'd be, be Pikachu. <laughs> I guess I'd be Pikachu because first I'm yellow. First things that come to mind, I think Super, you'd be a flying type. You'd be the first only flying type. Yeah, hells yeah. That or, or ice, because that'd be cool. No, I'm not doing that joke. Moving on. <laughs> Tony would be a mix of poison and steel. Now, how do you figure these? It's whatever the, Yoko. It's the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> I don't know. Yoko would be the podcasting type. No, Yoko would most definitely, hands down, bird type. Bird type. Yes. He's bird type. I am bird type. I don't get this game, but okay. <laughs> Although I think, like, if I was going to be a trainer, and, like, if I had to be, like, you know, a gym that only had to do a type, I'd totally do electric. And it's not just because of Raichu, but, like, I would I would definitely see myself as the electric type, like, for, if I had to make a team of, like, only one type. You'd be an electric type with levitate. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Panda, Panda would be a ground type. I think he'd be a ground fighting. Yeah, that's a good one, ground fighting. Gimpy Fish, Fire, Fire and Dark. Definitely. Uh, Fire and Dark for Gimpy Fish. Definitely. Um, Buzzsaw is Steel. Steel. And you gotta give him something else. Steel. And Psychic? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. And let's see. <laughs> Sorry, Kua Ghost. What would Psycho Wing be? He'd be flying. Oh, Psychic and Flying. Bug Flying. Duh. Psychic and Flying. <laughs> derp a derp. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That would be what the Show Me News team would be. Sword Hunter. <laughs> yeah. No, I got I to give a shout out to my brother. Sword Hunter. While I'm on these random mental tangents, he would be. Um, he'd be flame. <laughs> flame. He'd be yeah. sword type. Sword hunter would be flame. If I am a bird type, sword hunter is flame. <laughs> grass, gra- grass, fire, ground, flame, electric, water, rock, flying, ice, normal, bug, ghost, fighting, and dragon. Don't forget about psychic. <laughs> wow, nostalgia trip. Thank you. <laughs> oh man. Oh, we didn't do we didn't do Cyberlink. Oh, Cyber. we have to do Cyberlink and do. probably Moptop. I'm sorry, Moptop, you got to be water type. He's not bug. He's yeah, he's he's bug. bug water, water, water and bug. Bees. I know. <laughs> um, but Cyberlink. Cyberlink would be. I have to say some. I have to say grass. I was saying grass too and steel. Grass steel, yeah. Cyberlink's a grass steel. <laughs> um, geez, Zy- that's... I'm gonna just say out there, Zykor, you're a normal type. <laughs> <laughs> Zykor is normal. Um, 
See, that's an interesting question. Is that a diss? No, it's not a diss. It's just okay. every time I think of the guy who is sitting, I think of Snorlax. <laughs> and that's a diss. A complicated diss. You gotta work with it. Um, Master so- of Fossils would be rock. Would be uh, probably somewhere about rock ground. Yeah, because the fossils thing, like that's yeah. that's just a no-brainer. I'd say rock flying because that's what I named Master of Fossils over after Aerodactyl. But yeah. So Zycor actually has the next mail time question, and this is mostly for you guys because you were on the uh, episode fifty-six where we talked about Sonic <laughs> Four. What are your thoughts on the supposedly rumored Sonic Four ch- achievements that were revealed? Some of I'm them gonna are going to make me pull Sonic. my hair out. I'm going to go supersonic. The Please tell me Sonic. someone knows. Thank you. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, it, I mean, the supersonic in levels. And Yay. Just, yeah, A, supersonic in levels. Uh, B, they actually, you know, put effort into them, maybe. Yeah, all the... Sonic 1 through 3's achievements on Xbox Labricator are just so laughable. Yeah, you can get collect 3 in, like, the first 5 minutes. Yep. This one, you've got to finish every act with go with uh, Supersonic, and then obtain Supersonic, and then, you know, your emeralds. And then there's, like, 99 lives. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe they're asking us to do that. It seem, <laughs> That's why it seems, like, really weird. Some of these are just, like, are they really achievements? I don't know. That's something well, I would have certainly done, but the fact that they want me to do it is just weird. <laughs> well, I'm perfectly okay with it because, as probably everyone knows, in Sonic 3 and Knuckles, it saved your lives after you beat the game, start over, collect more, yeah. so on and so forth. We'll probably be playing it a lot, so I'm sure it won't be mm-hmm. that big of a problem. Mm-hmm. Just the last one, though. Get through the last zone without getting hit. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to be doing that one alongside of doing the Golden Flash, the go supersonic as fast as I can and then just rip through the level. That is true. I didn't think of supersonic. That, that's my that strategy. I'm totally pro. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That counts. And what are your thoughts, Yoko? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I did take a look at them, and you know, just the fact that like they're not confirmed... Especially when the game's still in like an alpha slash beta mode, yeah. like you don't, you don't know for sure. And um, I guess if they were there, they'd be good achievements. Um, especially well, it's like the the death egg, you know, sort of revisioned sort of level. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eight station. I'm I'm just more looking forward to the game. I'm I'm not like going as in depth as you guys are on Sonic Retro. That's for sure. <laughs> he tells me some weird stuff every day. There's some crazy stuff right now, but uh, recently everything went back to green eyes and long quills discussion. Yep. Game equal bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not all of them, though, in case some of them start going crazy if they listen to the podcast. Did you hear about uh, what they're doing with the Sonic 1 boss, Yoko? Um, The recent interview. I know that, like, they're using the same kind of boss structure, but nothing really special about it. Why? He kind of wigs out after you hit him three times, and the ball starts going at a 360-degree angle. That, that did that crazy. in uh, what game? Slamming it against the ground. I think that did, did that in another game. Well, there was... Uh, Advance 2, uh, didn't it? I, I want to say it was one of the advances. I think Advance 3 had, had a boss kind of like that with its hammer. 
Yeah. Where it's hit the ground and he go flying in the air where the hammer will stay on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that the that first boss in Advance 1? Yeah, it is. Oh, right. Yeah. It is. I get hit by that every time. It was one of those two. I I played Sonic Advance 2 the most. I only had uh, I Advance 3 and Advance 1 are pretty much interchangeable with me when I'm talking about them. Sonic yeah, Advance 2, otherwise known as Hold Right and right Win. win. <laughs> and then you'd have uh, Bottomless Pits, you know, quote-unquote, difficulty. <laughs> yeah. So the final question for Mail Time from Toon Lucas... Do you like Sony's new controller? And of course, we had. It, he, I know it's the Pokecast, and you know the Sonic question's all fun and good, but I think people would just be like, "What? This is the big story from the past two weeks. Why would you not talk about this?" And so we'll we touch on it in a mail time question. Um, FF13 came out too, but meh. <laughs> Next meh, week, I guess. Meh. Um, None of us have played it anyway, so yeah, we're good. I don't know. Game developers convention really was a whole lot of meh. Yeah, it's, except for the PlayStation so. Move. What a great name. I know. <laughs> Not as good as, you know, Gem or Arc or whatever. Yeah. So but it's The competing it's platform is called Wii. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to point out. So Tony, what, what do you what do you think of how do you like Sony's new controller. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Uh, just, I see what they're doing, and I, they're trying to target the hardcore, I guess, but here's the deal. The hardcore people, at least I do, I hate motion controls. I think it's stupid. I think it's a fad. I think it's just shaking a Wiimote in- inaccurately is not as good as pressing A. And it mm-hmm. I, I deal with it with Nintendo games, and I'm not going to bash them for it here. I deal with it with Mario and Zelda, and it's fun. But I'd rather just have a controller. And that and the PlayStation 3 cost a lot more. They're not going to get the casual audience. Yep. Plus, just like for that. $100 for the starter kit. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Um, on the Show Me Your News forums, I don't have it open up, so I can't do a direct quote, but I think the uh, member, Poka Prof, Poka Prof, can't pronounce it. Poka um, Prof. Beth, Beth, yeah, just Poke call him Silverline. Silverline. Okay. He had the best post I saw, which really just, I was going to say it on the podcast, but I don't have it open, so apparently, and I've, I'm tired, so. All the more reason it. to go check out showmenews.com slash forum. Yeah, I can read the, it. <laughs> the, I can uh, read it. They uh, don't got to go there. <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead, read it. Where is it? Where is it? Which post I was it? you said you could read it. The I was there. I have to scroll and find it now. <laughs> oh, that's a big post. Here's the thing, though. Nintendo isn't in any kind of trouble or anything like that. In fact, they're sitting pretty, parentheses have been for a while. When it comes to having cash on hand, mostly in part of opening up the gaming world to those who aren't hardcore gamers. You want me to just keep going, or is that summing up quite enough? Uh, most of my points were in the other ones, but it, it, that's a preview. Go to the Show Me News forums, register, and, you know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly, because it is it's great. Um, but, uh, your opinions. Oh. Your opinion, Super. Uh, yeah, but as far as I go, as far as uh, the Sony's new controller, it's a Wiimote that's, not try- that's trying to not be a Wiimote. It's not going to do anything really big for them because it's a Me Too, as far as Sony's concerned, and well, look how well it hit their last motion control attempt went. Six-axis. Go play a layer, guys. Just, yeah. But, uh... 
still use six axis, but just as a novelty every once in a while. Yeah. Like that Mantis fight in MGS4. I was okay with stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I haven't played that, but moving on. <laughs> I should. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. You should. But as far as I'm concerned, it's a Wiimote that's not a Wiimote. It's going to go for games that are really just going to cater to the casual audience, and they're trying to bring them in with saying it's hardcore. And all you're going to see is a bunch of ripoffs of Wii games. Um, that's that's my opinion. Is that all you're going to see is see a bunch of ripoffs of Wii games that did well, but without Mario and stuff. Without Mario, without Samus, without all of those good stuff. Which is admittingly the only reason I deal with them. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll deal with it for Samus, but that's it. Okay. Oh, I wish I had gotten far- farther in Trilogy when I rented it, but now I don't even get oh, to buy it. So good. <laughs> so good. Okay, so I own a Wii and a 360, and I've played the PS3. So I'm going to make a statement that, you know, you can't say like, oh, well, you just hate Sony, because there are several factors to this. There, I know there are people on the Show Me News forums, showmenews.com slash forum, that say that, you know, this is the PS3's way to get back in the game, and, you know, Nintendo is in big trouble, and this is going to be a big thing for the PS3. The PS3 and Sony, at their conference, said flat out that they are trying to bring the Wii audience, Wii saying it directly, not just like the motion controller casual, the Wii audience into the HD generation. Here's the problem, Sony. We're in a major economic crisis. Mm -hmm. The Wii is now $200, and you know, you get the controllers and all that. Your console, at the minimum, is $300, plus one controller pack is another $100, if the casual audience, the Wii audience that you're trying to get, already has a motion controller thing, not all of them necessarily have an HD TV. The majority of them likely might not have an HD TV. If you're talking about people who are just, you know, out in the boonies and, you know, just like the Wii was like the biggest thing they could get for Christmas, they probably don't have an HD TV. It might be a couple years before they do. So to say that you're going to take the audience and bring them into the HD generation, they might not want to buy a PS3 that's twice as much as a Wii. They might not care, especially when they see exactly how your controller is perfectly designed, like a wireless, you know, Wii Remote nunchuck. Oh, I'm sorry. You call it the sub-controller. My mistake. Um, That's completely different, dude. Exactly. Um, And then you see, you know, Sports Champion and all these other games that are, like, you know, you guys said, are going to be you know, games that are taken right from WiiWare. I mean, sure, the controller will be better than the Wii Remote, probably even with Motion Plus. But it damn well better be if it's been over four years, you know, almost up to four years after the Wii's been released. And it costs a lot more. Exactly. So, at least Microsoft is doing something unique. Maybe Natal might not work out in the end. Because you are doing something unique where you don't have to buy a controller. You've got to buy, you know, probably it'll be like a $100 camera sort of thing, and your body's the controller. You don't have to cost extra. But if you think of you want to do multiplayer gaming on the PS3 with the Move, 
you're going to have to move some money out of your wallet to pay for extra controllers. I nice. see what you did there. Yeah, I know. It's so clever. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's, it's okay. The PS3 kind of needs it because it's, you know, it's competing with Microsoft and the Xbox 360 heavily. But for the Sony fanboys who say, we're going to catch the Wii. Oh, yeah, that's true. Water Tales, and you do need the PSI. That's another good point. Oh, but, God, I didn't know that. Yeah, but for the, the Sony fanboys who are saying that it'll catch the Wii, the generation is over. The Wii has won. Deal with it. It's moved about as much as the 360 and the PS3 combined. So mm-hmm. there's there's no catching the Wii. It's it's that's just like it's the race for second. They're you know battling it out, and will it be Natal or will it be the move? But to say that like oh yeah we're gonna put a dent in the Wii audience because in an economic crisis people are gonna want to shell out more money for games for something that's twice as expensive as the Wii. No, it'll be great, but not that good by comparison. And plus, you also have to think about what is the uh, the main title that is gonna sell and move all these units. Twilight Princess, to start the Wii off as a launch title, is, I think, to this day, still one of the best uses of, you know, the original Wii Remote without, you know, Motion Plus aside. Just with the sword and all that, it was fantastic. It was the title that moved all those units at the start. It was also fun. The PS3 is relying on SOCOM 4 at the holiday season. (laughs) That's not a killer app, by any means. No. Mm Mm-mm. So, I mean, unless you want to wait for God of War 4 when 3 just came out, that's going to be... I think 3 is going to end it, too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, I like the idea of the move and how they're going to have all this technology for one-to-one. I like the idea. That's the answer to the question. Is it a good idea for something to do? No. Reggie even had a quote when he was interviewed by IGN where Nintendo innovates. That's what they do. HD is going to be a future step for Nintendo... But not only Nintendo, or excuse me, not only HD. It'll be HD and something else that there'll be innovation. There'll be innovation on Nintendo's front. They even said that if they were in their competitors' shoes, they would be embarrassed. And them's fighting words, y'all. Them's <laughs> fighting words. I just loved his buzzword that entire interview. He always said innovation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes it good. Yeah. <laughs> I trust I mean, Reggie. Look at that face. <laughs> so that is if, that is the the little bit of you know overarching gaming aside from just Pokemon talk and Yoko rant and Yoko rant. What we if, needed at least one long rant. We couldn't do it this time. Yeah, if Sony's not gonna win the console race, as you said, they just need to focus on moving hard or software because. I think that's where the Wii suffers, honestly, is the Nintendo first-party games, and then, yeah, that's about it. That's true, but then you also think about what PS3 games are exclusives anymore. You've got rumors that Insomniac Games, makers of Ratchet & Clank, might be moving multi-platform. Oh, that'd be terrible. They do have Metal Gear, God of War, Infamous was really good. They're They're finally starting to get games anyway, before the argument was, well, what do they have, but... I think they're getting better, and now this is just kind of just kind of hurts just to kick in the nads to them again. I think mm-hmm. they were just getting on their feet again, and then no, oh. it was never a good start when you have at E three five hundred ninety nine U S dollars 
Here's this giant enemy crab. Attack the weak point for massive damage. Ridge Racer. <laughs> Ridge Racer. Yeah, that's so that's really all you gotta say about the PS3's humble quote unquote beginnings. So I Good luck with that, Sony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that's really about all you have to cover on the PokeCast. Thank you guys so mm-hmm. much for uh for coming by. I you know I may have been talking a little much, but I'm excited for Soul Silver and it comes tomorrow. You're the expert here, dude. It's fine. I kind of expected as much. But I, mm. I really appreciate the uh, the contributions, and it's great to have this kind of back-and-forth chemistry. It's it's good to have. Um, so things I have to plug. Check out the Show Me News forums. Uh, Buzz just made, you know, he's it's had it up for you know a couple months or so, but the amazing new ShowMeNews.com is just fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. The Resurgathon contest. Got to get your videos in by March 31st, and you might get a spot on episode 60 with me and uh the airship you search google for the airship brawl and And the wiki sorry and the wiki and the show me news rpg and all these things and also uh poken retro poken hyphen retro dot blip dot tv for the major pokemon retrospective that my buddy phil's doing putting a lot of work towards that and it's really impressive I also want to say I'll be at Airship and I'll sign all your Tony the Hedgehog merchandise. Yeah! And, <laughs> and for Middle yes. Ground Comics as well. Oh, thank you. That's nice. And at your full disclosure for Super. Yay! Anything else you got to plug? I guess I'm a furry too. Let's end it like last time. <laughs> <laughs> and on uh, that note... That will never fa- fail to follow you. Nope. <laughs> on that note, I am Yoko. And I'm Super. And I'm Tony. We are out. So long, PokeCast. All right, guys, get ready. This is the Easter egg for the greatest episode of all time, the PokeCast. And so we would need an epic Easter egg to match it, right? So put in a ton of hours, and hopefully you're going to enjoy this. Take a listen. Yeah, Pika rolled, son. What? <laughs> um, let's actually get started before we go okay. on all these tangents. And before people just join and leave the stick ham room. Well, I thought you'd want to get them out of the way. <laughs> I almost would want to, but meh. Okay, so... Someone give me a 3-2-1 countdown. It's what we always do. Three, two, one, go. Classroom contact. No. All right. What are you doing? (laughs) You confused me. I was going to go.
Stormy right. hurt himself in his confusion. About <laughs> 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 like a fifth of my life is gone now. Thanks, guys. Shut up, fine. <laughs> one more time. Three, two, one, go.